0: Zuby, what's up? Welcome to Shoreditch. No doubt man, happy to be here. I'm sure you've been here before, you're a musician, this is like the heart of creativity in London. Yeah, I've been here for many times,
1: I've performed here quite a few times before, not for a while, it's been a long time actually since I've done a live performance, I've done live speaking gigs more recently than I've done any live concerts, but that's going to change
0: this year. How how is um, Before we go into it, you do a lot of live speaking, mm-hmm. um, what do you mainly talk about now? Man, it varies.
1: So last year I did a few speeches out in the USA, which were primarily based around a viral thread that I did on Twitter. So I had a thread which went crazy, I think around June or July 2021. And it was called 20 Things I've Learned About Humanity During the Pandemic. And that went viral. I think the thread itself got over 10 million impressions on Twitter and then Daily Wire wanted me to write an article for their website expanding on it. And then Young America's Foundation wanted me to speak on the topic at their national student conference in Houston and then also at their high school one in Santa Barbara, California. So I did those. I also did um, a similar topic for Young Americans for Liberty a couple weeks ago here in the UK. I spoke at Radley College actually about the dangers of identity politics I've done talks on mindset, health, fitness, entrepreneurship, music, all different kinds of things. I'm I'm a very multifaceted guy. I don't just do one thing or talk about one thing. So I can talk about a pretty broad range of stuff.
0: Yeah. What did you study?
1: Computer science. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that what you wanted to do after, or were you like,
0: yeah, I'm just going to go to (laughs) uni?
1: No, not really. I mean, I'm really into computers and technology. So when I was applying to universities, I thought that computer science would be a pretty good fit for me. Once I got to university, um, I studied at Oxford, which is a, a cool place, but I didn't really love my subject in particular. So in hindsight, I probably would have done a different subject. But by the time I graduated university, I knew I wanted to be a professional musician. I released my first album when I was in my second year of uni, and then as soon as I graduated, I took a year out and just did music full-time for a year, released a second album, toured around the UK, and then I moved to London, and I worked in the corporate world for three years, and then come November 2011, I took the big plunge and went full-time with my music, so I've now been self-employed for over a decade, and... Have had some moments where I'm questioning what I'm doing, but have
0: generally not looked back too much. Do you know um, we would have been about the same age when we started our first company? I remember my accountant; she was this old lady, still my accountant actually, well mm-hmm. her company. And when I signed the forms, I left, and she went, "Welcome to never working for someone for the rest of your life." There you go. And I was like, I was like, what are you? Ta-? I was like, A kid, I was like, what are you on about? <laughs> now I know, like, once you go solo. You can't work for somebody else, can you? Yeah, you become unemployable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, where did you study? You studied in the UK, right? Um, Oxford University. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah. Um, it's funny you say that because I believe that everyone sort of changes every three to five years, and when I look about my like history of being in, you know, um, like I've only started owning gyms in the last three years, like CrossFit mm. gyms stuff like that, and fitness companies. Um, so I, I, I feel like people change. When I first, <coughs> um, when I first like saw you I was like this is the most articulate man on Twitter that's <laughs> what my first thought was and I was like who the fuck is this guy yeah. and like and you're literally and I was like if there was an award for the most common sense <laughs> right <laughs> not that awards mean anything right but if there was an I, I that was my first thought of you I don't yeah. know what I don't know what this tweet was I think it might I, I did read your 20 things I did read that um, but it wasn't the first thing I just thought if there was an award for common sense, is this man? And I was like, I'm done. I'm following everything he does. Gonna see what's going on. And then I was like, what's his background? You know, yeah. I was like a rapper. I was like, okay, they're pretty articulate. They're good with words, you know, but then um, when obviously I looked more into you and you went, to, you went to uni at Oxford and stuff, I was like, okay, I get it now. Like, <laughs> um, And then I think I saw a video of you doing like a deadlift as yeah. a trans woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, I actually want to be his friend. <laughs> Um, but before we go into <laughs> all that, right, um, uh, I feel like, what's the date today, Connor? 6th of Jan? 5th of, fifth of, fifth of Jan. Jan, day after KSI's announcement, yeah. Is it 5th? Yeah. Yeah, 5th. So 5th of Jan, we're nearly, what, two years into all the, uh, you know, the stuff. Mm. Um, I kind of feel like it's cool to talk about it now. I, I actually genuinely think, because um, like six months ago, you still couldn't really say something, obviously you did. Um, <laughs> But, you know, there was more hesitancy. Yeah. But now I think after a couple of the Joe Rogan podcasts, you know, you were on one like last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ones that have come out with Robert Malone and all this recently. Now I think it's cool. Like, yeah. I, I genuinely think it's cool. And then when I saw I follow the president of uh, El Salvador. I'm, go- mm. I'm going there in two weeks. Because okay, so cool. I'm big into Bitcoin and stuff. Um, when I saw their ad to combat COVID Mm -hmm. and it was people running around being healthy Mm -hmm. talking about vitamin D Mm -hmm. and all these things I was like finally (laughs) finally people are like it's cool to like share this talk about this so I feel like this is my first podcast of the year thanks for coming on Um, and I feel like it's it's a positive time I, I genuinely feel like we're coming out of everything like everything that everyone's been saying like yourself um and basically, everyone I I know, hmm. um, I, I I genuinely think now is a good time, a positive time.
1: Yeah, I think you are largely correct, and I think the, I think the trajectory of the next year. I've had a lot of people ask me privately and publicly, like you know, <clears throat> what's going to happen in twenty twenty two, Zuby? What are your predictions? And honestly, I think it's going to be a year where the outcome is going to. Very wildly, depending on who you are and your mindset and also your location. Okay. I think more than any other time, I mean, for the past two years, something as simple as geographical location has resulted in a huge range of outcomes and experiences for people, even within the same country. Mm -hmm. If you live in the USA and you've been living in South Carolina or Georgia or Tennessee or Florida or Texas your experience of the past two years is mostly going to be totally different to someone living in particularly a major city in California Mm -hmm. or New York or New Jersey or Maryland or whatever, right? They've had such different approaches. If you've been living in Sweden, your experience is going to be very different to living in Italy or living in the UK. It's going to be very different to somebody in Albania and so on. So, and that's going to continue. There are places which are continuing to, Ramp up and clamp down harder and harder and harder as the threat of any virus out there actually decreases, mm-hmm. right? And this is something I called way back in 2020. I told people I literally have a tweet just saying, "Every time you comply with the rules, um, no, what did I say, every time you comply with the restrictions, they tighten them." Yeah, right. It's like an it's like a boa constrictor. Yeah, right. Every single time, it's like, oh, you know, because you have this has been a huge problem is You've got half the people out there approximately who from the beginning have thought the way out of this is to comply. Mm-hmm. Do everything that the government says. Follow all the rules. Wear your mask. Take your jabs. Stay home. Do this. Do that. Just follow all the rules and then we can get out of this. And then you've had other people, this is where I am, who are like, no, the way out of this is non noncompliance. Yeah. Civil non-compliance, right? The, the longer you go along with this and the more things that you do just because they're telling you to do them, you're jumping through these hoops and you're being trained in this way that's why it's not going to end. Your compliance is the reason it does not end. If yeah. You stop complying, it ends. Yeah. Right? The government is not going to, you know, they've never had this kind of power before in the West. They're they're addicted to it. They love it. We've got all kinds of mini dictators and tyrants and authoritarians running around, and so naturally, you are going to have a clash between people with these different mentalities. Yep. Yeah. Right. On, you know, the, the former category is going to be looking at the latter and say, ah oh, you're going to kill grandma. You don't care about people. You're selfish. You want people to die. So on and so forth. Yes, I've been on the receiving end of plenty of that over the past two years. <laughs> Fortunately, I don't care. Um, on the flip side, you've got people who are there thinking you're like, oh, gosh, you know, these are the, these people are the reason why this is all going on. And uh, they're sheep and they're stupid <laughs> and they don't get it and whatever. Yeah. And they're government bootlickers, whatever. And so you've just had this clash going on and on. So I think that you're correct in saying that what is good now is that number one, the, th- the the actual threat of the virus itself at this point in time, no reasonable person can argue that for the past several months, even that we're living through some super scary, deadly pandemic, even with the pumped up numbers and the inflated statistics. Yeah. In most places, certainly here in the UK, like this thing's been for like 10 months, the numbers have been really low. Like, you know, it it peaked sort of December 2020, January 2021 Yeah, stuff kind of peaked and then it's been dwindling ever since then, which, by the way, is a great thing. Because another thing is that people are addicted to the negativity and the drama and you've got millions of people who do not want this to end. Like people need to understand there are people who love masks, they love lockdowns, they love having the boot on them, they do not want to live freely and normally, right? Yeah. There are some people who are gone, like you're you're not bringing them back. So I'm very much in the mood of like, look, I'm a lion, the job of a lion is to wake up other sleeping lions. It's not, yeah. it's not to wake up sheep, yeah. right? And that's what I've been doing for the past two years. I'm just like, look, guys, think about this. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm not going to tell you exactly what to think and what to believe, but I'm going to tell you to think. Yeah right? We, we might come to slightly different conclusions, but at least ask questions, keep thinking, keep speaking. Don't do things that, you know, violate your own ethics. Don't yeah. do things that don't make any rational sense. And, um, at this point in time, the dominoes are falling. Yeah. They're falling, they're falling pretty fast. Gold. And I think that's why, um, I think that's why you're seeing really desperate moves even, and really aggressive moves by certain leaders, especially in places like Canada, Italy, Australia, uh, France, right? Like they're really, really lashing out and trying to clamp down even harder on people, which is scary to some people. But to me, I'm like, man, that that's a cornered dog. Yeah, that, that that that's that's happening from a point of, of weakness, right? They're just lashing out now because they can see that their house of cards is crumbling.
0: Yeah. Um, but just, yeah, so just go in ahead. case, go ahead. You can, just in case you can hear dogs snoring in the background, that's Bruno. Oh, it's all good. That's, that's Bruno. Good. Could you? Um, Give him a cuddle so he doesn't <laughs> snore. <laughs> anyone listening to this, Bless it's not like, we're not like I'm not snoring. Like it's just, like don't be. <laughs> so Cameras on you. It's That's Bruno, so my English bulldog. He does that all the time. He normally sleeps here. We have to get him up.
2: That's so funny. Um,
0: but yeah, no. Carry on about the House of Cards. Yeah, because like, we're saying because I, I agree. I yeah. agree. And once the House of Cards fall, people start actually talking honestly yes. about things, and they go, "Okay, well, forty odd million people just saw that Joe Rogan podcast." Mm-hmm. I remember putting an Instagram story saying, if anyone wants to talk to me about COVID now, watch that first, yes. and then I'll talk to you. I'm not going to talk to anyone that doesn't do any research, like genuine, like from actual professionals. Okay. I like, am i can't be bothered with it. You yeah. know, I'm just going to get on with things. Um, but yeah, like you said, the house of cards is, yeah. it, it has fallen. It's crumbling, man. And you know, one of the funniest things throughout this whole thing,
1: especially when I've had people, uh, you know, detractors accuse me of being selfish which is one of the funniest things someone can say because I've been fine throughout this whole thing.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? Like both with the virus itself and the impact of the lockdowns and the restrictions and measures. Yeah. Due to the nature of what I do and the position I'm at, I've been far less affected by any of this than most people are. Like I'm not I'm not super susceptible to it. Yeah. And so a lot of the I guess you could call it advocacy at this point. Really, it's just having common sense and defending basic principles of liberty and freedom. Um, That's been for other people's sake, right? It's just me saying like, look, this is not how our countries, our societies, our political systems, et cetera, our rights are are structured, right? Like it's up to you. If you want to do this or you want to do that or whatever, like I've just been against the mandates and the coercion mandates coercion discrimination all of that kind of stuff that's the thing i have an issue with yeah you want to stay at home and you you know because you're worried about something sure fine i support your right to do that you want to wear a mask cool god bless you you want to take this shot or you want to take this medicine or whatever cool that's fine like none of this stuff is new like none of this is new i'm not trying to force anybody to do anything i'm just saying like look like let's treat each other decently um the government shouldn't be dictating whether or not you can go outside or how many people you can have in your house or if you can yeah. see your mum for christmas or whatever that's not its role it's that's up to you yeah
0: yeah it's true i mean it's just it's turned a huge amount of people into hypochondriacs and before <laughs> this if you met a hypochondriac you'd be like what the fuck is wrong with this person yes. <laughs> yes. like what why are you scared of a handrail yeah. you know like that's yeah. what you used to be like that with people and like <laughs> like you, you, I know, I know someone. The reason I'm like that is because I know someone whose um, spouse is like that, mm. and um, and they they come to a gym, and yes. it's like they can't do certain things because they're like so scared. And then when this happened, mm. you know, last year's, it was like you never saw them, and they don't believe in it. But because they're so bad, it's like it's like that on a one-on-one scale. Yeah, you know. But when you you know, hypochondriac two years ago was like you're like what is it's a know? mental disorder. Yeah. It's it, Like, we need to talk about the pandemic
1: of mental disorders that is now just running riot throughout all of Western society. And there's yeah. a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Um, well, it's called mass...
0: What's the word? What's the trend in have,
1: Oh, mass formation. Mass formation? Yeah, mass formation, mass psychosis. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's interesting that, that that term's kind of been mainstream now as a, as a result of a couple of videos. But this is honestly... It, it's mind-blowing when you're seeing stuff coming out now in 2022... And I'm like, dude, I said that in February 2020 and people are acting like it's some new thing. And I'm not just saying like it was just me. Yeah. right? There were pe- I'm like, there are people who have been saying this stuff for for over 18 months yeah. and it's being ignored or even ridiculed or it's not being taken seriously. And then two days later, they're coming out with scientific studies show that uh, perhaps losing weight could help protect you from COVID. It's like we've literally been saying that. <laughs> And we perhaps vitamin D, perhaps people should su- supplement vitamin D. Su- su- experts, experts state. it's like, guys, come it's on. Common
0: sense. Yeah, it's, it's li- literally <laughs> common sense. Like, it, it, it is really common sense. I, you know, I can't, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard, like, we could go on about that for <laughs> ages, but I've got like, I'm going to yeah, bring yeah. points because I want to, there's certain points I want to talk to you about. Sure. Because we, like, I'm the same as you. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. you. You go outside and you go, what? You know, literally, it's like uh, who's I talking to recently, and it's um, it's like a if someone walks watches the news and they will because I always tell people don't watch the news. I've mm-hmm. always said that since like uni. Um, people go, if people watch the news, they go outside, and then if I I don't watch the news, I go outside. You have alternate realities. Mm-hmm. You basically have an alternate reality to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they go out hypochondriac style. I go out and I just do whatever. Yes, and that's what the news has created. And I, I always say to people, don't watch the news because my when I used to do advertising you kind of see how it works and then I actually worked in New York in, in, a, in an ad agency once and I saw the ads over there mm. it was I, I, it blew my mind how different they were okay you know um, cause in, what, in what sort of ways well I, I, I remember I watched Seinfeld mm. right first time me and my mate went over there we were a creative um, a duo in an ad agency Like we were doing like a three month work experience and then um, Seinfeld came on. And after 10 seconds, ads came on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, did I just fall asleep for 15 minutes? Because here, it, you're only allowed halfway through. And then, but it was like 10 seconds. It the like, duh, 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 joke, mm. ads. I was like, what? wait, what? why am I, why? And then the guy's like, are you tired? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's two in the, two in the morning. Okay, you should take this pill. I'm like, what? I'm, oh, I don't need pills. Why are you, I just want to watch Seinfeld. Um, but when I saw the, how advertising is so different there and how it is here, and then you look at what people consume when, in the media, and then you look at the news, and I say to people, the news is a TV show, but mm. right? you can't know, they're actors. The people that read the news are basically the most believable. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll C- inter- Content creators. Yeah, they'll interview people, and it's the one that sounds the most believable. Mm. That, they're the ones that get the job. They, you know, it, that's, it's just a TV show, and all of the information on there is curated. Who's it? Who's it created by? Mm. Money, power, mm-hmm. you know. And so this is why I tell people don't watch the news because and even I even got to admit like at the beginning of it when I saw it all on TV I was like holy shit this mm. is this is bad mm-hmm. you know and I, and I'm trained to like understand you know I've trained to understand yeah, yeah. it it took me a few months but the moment for me um, when I knew that this wasn't right was when. They admitted how they're counting the COVID deaths. Mm-hmm. They said, anyone who dies and tests positive for COVID and I was like, Well, that makes zero sense in any world, mm-hmm. like alternate reality neighbour or me, like that makes no sense, right? And as soon as that happened, I remember posting a story. And um, as soon as that happened from then on I didn't believe it. And then 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 you see like slogans, you know, mm. stay at home. Yes. And it's like classic stay, stay home save lives. Yeah. yeah was it yeah stay home save lives Mm -hmm. um protect the nhs Mm -hmm. right always end on the the one that protects and the one that you know the the emotional like hook um so when i used to see all these slogans i was like oh no this is not this is like a lie this is like absolute bollocks Mm -hmm. like they're just lying to people it's a pr campaign yeah it's a it's a pr campaign you know just like they have for so anyway before i waffle on i'm gonna like pick a subject okay uh, um because oh it's just like, <laughs> dude, thanks for like speaking out for no, so it's long. it's all, all good, man. Because it's, it's like, you know, it's like y- you've woken up thousands, if not tens of hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. Um, but one thing I'd, I want to talk about, because I've only been doing YouTube for a little bit. I've done like 30 podcasts. I'm lucky to have amazing guests, you know. Um, and it's mostly centered around entrepreneurship. It's mm-hmm. called the British Entrepreneur. It's more about the money side of it. Um, but when I think about YouTube and, you know, you know, people I have in the studio, and we we work and stuff. I think about censorship. You know, obviously the last year, mm. that's why I feel great today. You're the first guest. I feel like I can talk about whatever the hell I want. <laughs> and that, like even before, you don't write COVID because it's like Jacksonated right? You know, it's like you don't write it because you're worried that it's some kind of like technology that's like looking at your pictures and it's going to like put up some bullshit. Yeah. So um, yeah, censorship. It to me now doing like bits of youtube and stuff i've noticed it so much more and i mean i'm not not surprised that you've not been censored on twitter i i don't think you should have because you're not making like big claims you're just being very articulate about what you're seeing but do you ever worry about it because it's like a huge thing isn't it like robert malone is the Mm -hmm. biggest example Mm -hmm. of streisand effect where it's back it's like had a massive backlash. Yes. If anything, it's promoted that whole I remember writing a tweet going the last person you wanna you wanna ban on Twitter is a guy who's about to go on Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like you just don't wanna mm-hmm. um, So what what have you seen with censorship and how bad really is it? I mean it's a, it's been a big problem for many, many years and because most people don't
1: operate in this space, most people don't really get it or are apathetic towards it right there's this there's still this assumption you have to remember that the vast majority of people still trust the vast majority of institutions right so whether you're talking about the government or corporate media or big tech social media companies or pharmaceutical companies or whatever it is most people are still incredibly trusting of these institutions and they do not Apply much of a grain of salt in terms of thinking about what their motives are and what the incentives are and if there could be some corruption or some malicious activity, so on and so forth. Now, I'm not like that. I'm not, doesn't mean I'm, I'm cynical of everything, but I just apply a grain of salt to everything. I do consider, okay, what's the motive here? What are the intentions? What are the biases? What other factors are at play, right? If I'm watching the news, you know, if I'm sitting down watching, uh, you know, it's it's, e- it's easier to take American examples because they're more partisan over there, right? If I'm sitting there watching CNN we're sitting there watching Fox News, I'm not operating under the assumption in my brain that this is straight down the middle, neutral, 100% objective reporting, yeah, no, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I, I know that's not the case. So I'm watching it with a grain of salt and with a level of, okay, I know this one has a left-wing bias. This one has a right-wing bias. There's going to be certain ways that they phrase things or things they talk about or things they don't talk about because oftentimes the biases in the admit, omission, et cetera, right? If the uh, CEO of Pfizer is coming out and saying, maybe we need a fourth, maybe we need a fourth jab or whatever. It's like, hmm, is, is there potentially motive there? Like why the guy making billions and billions off of these shots might suggest that, yeah, actually, yeah, we do need them every three months, right? Yeah, mm, Slight conflict of interest for that, right? So, that's, uh, that, that's just how I operate. I th- and I think I've been, I've been that way for a long time. I'm yeah. just someone who questions things and is willing to challenge yeah. stuff and just be like, all right, what's, what's, what's really going on here? Um, I know I'm meandering a bit. Come back to the, what was the original question? Do you think
0: you'll be it? censored? Do I would, think I'll be censored? What do you worry I, about
1: it? No, I don't, I don't operate from a position of fear. Yeah. I tell people this all the time. Yeah. You cannot operate from a position of fear. The big problem we have, we have a lot of big problems in our society, but one of the biggest is everyone is moving in fear. Everyone is operating from a position of fear. They're afraid of the mob. They're afraid of being canceled. They're afraid of being deplatformed. They're afraid of losing their job. They're afraid of this. They're afraid of that. They're afraid of someone just giving them a weird look. Everyone's afraid of everything. And if you operate from a position of fear all the time, then you're going to be constantly anxious and fearful to begin with. But you're also not going to meet your potential, and you're also going to compromise your own values, your own principles, and your own ethics. How many people are there out there? I'm sure you get these messages. How many people are there? How many millions, hundreds of millions, billions of people out there, who even the past two years they're like, man, something, something, something's weirds going on. Like this isn't this isn't right, mm. right? Mm, I don't agree with this. Like somebody, but they won't say anything. I won't say anything. Maybe they'll DM you and say, oh, I keep talking. Out. I agree with you, but I won't say anything publicly. It's like this is the problem, and this was happening prior to the whole pandemic situation, by the way. Oh, yeah. This has been going on for ages and ages because everyone's just operating from this position of fear and cowardice, so I'm like, look, number one, I reject that. Yeah. Like, I'm aware of certain risks and potentialities and whatever, and it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm reckless with what I do. Yeah. I'm very careful with my words, and I'm careful with how I operate, but... I don't operate from a position of fear. I operate from a position of love and wanting to help people and wanting to tell the truth and seek the truth and to not compromise my own values. You can't get me to compromise myself just based on, oh, well, that could happen. That could happen. It's, it's so lame. I mean, yeah. that's what this whole thing has been running on. The whole thing. Why are people wearing masks outside in the cars by themselves or doing like like fear, 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 fear? Like it's it's, it's insane. It is insane. It, uh, it, it, it's, it's not just hypochondria of like physical sickness. It's hypochondria
0: of like any risk that could exist the in other, the world. The other problem, I was on holiday recently mm. and some guy was like working on this thing in the water mm. and he had a mask on. Oh yeah. I've he was in swimming, the water. Yeah, yeah. The, th- the, th- the thing was, it wasn't him. Mm. He didn't want to wear it. It's his work. He has to wear it because obviously as tourists saying that like his j- job, he had to wear a mask. But the guy was literally in the water, like fixing something and he had like, this mask on him. It was wet. And it's not even because he wanted to wear it, it's because he had to wear it. He doesn't have to. I I mean, I reject that. Yeah, I agree. He doesn't have to do it. I agree, but, um, you know, even the GM of that whole (laughs) resort was like, he's like, yeah, it's absolute rubbish. like, I can't believe you do it, but we have to show it. It's like, they don't have to. No, I reject that. Yeah. Every time someone says, I have to, I'm like, no, you don't. I said that. I said, dude, with me, Needle. you don't. Like, you haven't going to worry about it. I mean, we're not going to make out or anything, yeah. you know? Like, so it's not, I'm not too, you know, it's not like, you know, and like they test and they're negative yeah. anyway. Look,
1: so. pe- people need to read, people need to take back their own autonomy.
0: Hmm. Unless someone has got a freaking gun to your head, you are operating out of choice. It's a bit, well, you say that, look at the NHS, not, right? hundred thousand people mm-hmm. are rejecting the, the jab mm-hmm. and they're going to lose their jobs. Do you, think, do, you, do you think they're going to fire hundred thousand people? Why don't do you, you, think not, they're going, you think they're actually going to fire a hundred thousand people? Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't shock me. Like, it actually wouldn't shock me. Um, okay. i actually yes. The other day, like, I was getting fueled okay. in my car, and an ambulance was there. Two paramedics got out, mm-hmm. and they were there. I was like buying something, and you know, and I was like, "Hey, how's it going, guys? You know, what's what's you busy?" And uh. he go, and they were both like, "Yeah, yeah, really busy at the moment." Mm-hmm. I was like, "What kind of stuff?" And he goes, "Not COVID." Yeah, and I was like, "Okay." I, he goes, "He goes." The reason we're so busy. Is because 80% of our staff aren't there. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, why? Yeah. And he went, oh, because they've all tested for COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, hold on a minute. Yeah, my dad was telling me this yesterday. And, and uh, so I was like chatting to these two guys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, right, so eight, and this is in uh, Swindon Hospital, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, so 80% staff down. And, it, and I goes, are you overwhelmed? He went, no. Yeah. I was like, wait, so you got 80% less staff because of stupid testing, <laughs> right? And you're not even overwhelmed. Yeah. And he went, you know, the people were picking up like people with broken arms and i was like and i was like how long do you think it's gonna go on he went another five years i was like what i was like no way he goes at least two and i was like how is that gonna happen this could this could it's been the case
1: from early that all of this can be ended tomorrow yeah all of this can be ended tomorrow and this is why like you know Sometimes people get frustrated when I you know, talk about cowardice or when I tell people they have a choice or whatever because they don't want to admit that. But this is all it is, is mass cowardice. Mm. That is all. If people just grew a little backbone, had a spine, and collectively stood together and said, no, enough, draw the line, we're finished, we're done. It's a wrap. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's all. How many people are in this country? 66 million? Some, yeah, about that. Just over. Okay. How many people are in politics or even in the police?
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> do you know what, it's a wrap? Right? Like it, this is the thing. Like and and people, there are so many police officers and authorities who do not even want to enforce this stuff. Yeah. Like they want if you are in. a... I mean, I had the same thing when I was traveling in the USA. Cause I've actually got a lot of, um, I've got, I've got a lot of American police officers who follow me online yeah. and I noticed this, like I was getting stopped by them in like New York and LA and stuff. I was like, Whoa, okay. This is interesting. <laughs> and like, I, I met my most chatting to police officers and they're like, they're like, dude, firstly, they're like, thank you for all the stuff you're saying. Cause like, I agree with you. He's like, I'm yeah. a police officer. And I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. And he's like, we don't want to enforce this stuff. Like yeah. we don't want to, I did not join the New York city police department to be enforcing mask mandates and to be checking people's vaccine papers. Like this is not what I wanted to to help my community and stop violent criminals and, you know, drug dealers or whatever. Like that's why they got into the police. Like very, they, they don't all want to be doing this, but because it's happening in this, in this mass, right? This is the thing. You have to remember that both courage and cowardice are both contagious. Yeah. They're both contagious. Okay. And this is part of why I speak as openly and boldly as I do. And, you know, sometimes even, you know, my mom is like, man, Zuby, like, you know, maybe like, I'm like, no, mom, like, I would have to, like I, I, like, I have to say what I've got to yeah. say, because it infects other people. People hear me talking like this, and they're like, ah, okay, yeah. maybe I can be a little more a little more outspoken, right? It shifts, yeah. it shifts the Overton window. That's what you were talking about before. Joe Rogan has that conversation. Cool. It shifts it a little. Now we can, yeah. Oh, before three months ago, you can, you, you couldn't, you couldn't talk about that. And now, Ooh, now you can, you yeah. didn't talk about that before. And now you can, cause you, you just have to widen that window. And now you create the space and people feel emboldened and enabled to be able to ask these questions yeah. or to challenge these things or to say, you know what? Okay. So wait, you've now you've already got countries where they're like, Hmm, I think it's time for the fourth shot. Right? Is it not reasonable whether someone's taken the first one, two or three or not? Yeah. Is it not a reasonable question to go at how many how many injections
0: oh, yeah. do you and how often do you expect people to take you four four shots in a year? Yeah. Well, it's not a vaccine, is it? It's actually not a vaccine. It's a, a therapeutic, isn't it's it? It's a therapeutic. yeah. The other thing is, um, uh, is that you obviously see the memes. And it's like, yeah. man, if I had four measles shots this year and still got <laughs> still measles, are- I'd be <laughs> fucking pissed. This,
1: this is the thing, but but it's like there's this <laughs> like, there's this weird taboo yeah. that's been established around it. It's like it's like a very fundamentalist religion. Yeah. And I, I say this as someone who is a religious person. Yeah. Right. This is like COVID is treated with far more. Um, sanctity yeah. and protection and the vaccine is yeah. than God yeah. in society. You can yeah. go on YouTube. You can say whatever the heck you want about God. Yeah. You could go on and all, all kinds of blasphemy. You could, you could say whatever you want about God. Ooh, but COVID. Yeah, I know. But the vaccine. So true. The, you, how do you, you even asking a question, right? Even asking a question, a mild criticism, whatever, like think about that. Yeah. Like we, our society, Western society has put, covid masks and vaccines above god and like, it, like like this this is the inversion that has taken place there would have been a time maybe in the middle ages where you know if you say something heretical or black yeah. you know blaspheme against god then okay like people are gonna come for you and you've had your head and it's yeah. like okay well that's happened and then those instincts have now been replaced yeah. by another thing so it's like now it's you've got this secular religious thing going on where now you are you're a heretic you're freaking robert malone the guy who helped to create the technology yeah. for these injections. <laughs> he he created he helped to create the he's technology. He's the antichrist. And, <laughs> and he took the sh- he took he took the shots himself. He got ill. <laughs> he's he's the person you're not calling. He's an anti Like people are calling him an anti-vaccine, And it's not a vaccine. Right. So wait, Let, let me guess right. He created it. Yeah. Not not entirely, right? He he, yeah. he was he he played a key role in the the technology of yeah. these being able to exist in the first place. Yeah. He himself not just this shot, but has you know has taken vaccines. I assume throughout his life, and he also took the the C nineteen shots. Yeah. And you want you're now trying to convince me that this guy is is an, an anti vaxxer and, and needs to be silenced and pushed. Like it's crazy. What
0: is that? What kind of world are we are we living in where that's even? That can even be fathomed. Well, the weird thing is, is that these people, their excuse, you talk about, you can't talk about, you can take the piss out of God, but not, their excuse is, well, it doesn't kill someone if you talk, you take the piss out of God. According to who? Well, if you talk about COVID, mm-hmm. right, you're killing people oh. by being honest, really? right? Because if you if you convince someone not to take it, and then they die, that's what they're basically saying, isn't it? What it's if you like, convince someone to take it, and they die? This is, by the way, I'm exactly. not, by the way, I, I want to be,
1: I want to be, Let me let me say something clear, because... So this might be the first time someone's hearing me on this podcast, so they may not actually know what my personal views on this thing are. And my view is simply pro-liberty. I, like I said yeah. before, I'm against the coercion. I'm against the weird cult-like stuff that's been built up around all of this. I'm very much opposed to any like discrimi- discrimination or segregation or anything like that. I know tons of people... Who have taken the shot, triple jabbed, whatever, double, triple. I know tons of people who haven't, whatever. Respect everybody's choice. It's just like, look, I'm yeah. pro informed consent. Yeah. If you want to take, you know, <laughs> the, the, the way the arguments are going these days is like, you know, um, you're not, I take it you're not doing chemotherapy right now. No, not doing no. anything. Are you anti chemo? No. So why are you not doing chemo? <laughs> right. but, but, exactly. I, but, but i assume if you know someone else had cancer and they needed chemo you'd you
0: totally support their right to if they wanted to do it, but yeah. I'd, I'd question it if it's right for them for sure i'd be like for, what for else sure. is available you know yeah for sure so like you know i
1: assume you feel probably the same way about aspirin laser, laser eye surgery paracetamol so on and yeah. so forth like that's just how that's basic medical ethics that's basic human ethics. Like, it's it's on you. If you are an adult, <laughs> yeah. you make the choices choice. we need. Like, we don't all... Look, I like, I like peanut butter. I'm also aware that there's people who can be killed. I can, There's people you can kill with a peanut. Yeah. Millions of people you could kill with a peanut, if not yeah. hund, hundreds of thousands at least, right? So if you were to mandate peanuts, you're going to commit genocide, right? <laughs> so this is... So the fact that people are even moving with this with any medical procedure to me is just insane it's just like look it's up to you like we know you never force flu jabs on anybody like it's just like look make the decision that makes sense for you people are in different demographics there's risk factors there's different equations for everybody some people have already had the virus some people haven't some people are 85 years old with comorbidities some people are 15 years old and are perfectly healthy to treat this all one size fits all the same is totally insane and to try to stamp Uh, You know Trample on people's Civil liberties And basic human rights In terms of some Sort of greater good I mean that's always Been the tactic That's been the tactic Of every evil Dictator throughout history It's always been done For some kind of Greater good
0: I agree dude And it's like Going back to that Paramedic I spoke to The other day And he goes He goes to me He goes He goes You know what There's like 55,000 people Going into hospital For the flu every year Yes And he was like And he was confused He was like No one talks about that No and I was like, 55,000 is quite a lot, actually. <laughs> like, I didn't realise it was so high. But mm. he goes, no one's talking about that. And he goes, he goes, wait, and talking about, um, um, I was thinking about this the other day when I knew you were coming on. It's, I think of it as a bit like a football, like the current situation is like a football stadium, right? Mm. You've got 100,000 people in Wembley watching it. You've got 22 players on the pitch, which mm. are basically politicians and the power. Everyone's watching what they're, do, what they're doing. And to go back to the police thing, they're only protected these players Mm -hmm. by a thin layer of yellow jackets Mm -hmm. very thin Mm -hmm. you know and normally they just sit there and watch the crowd for the whole game it feels like the crowd has turned Mm. you know to me the crowd has turned and they're like you need to change this they're looking at the players you need to change this and we're going to literally stampede you and this thin veil of yellow jackets aren't going to do anything Mm. And I feel like we're coming to that point now mm. where a pitch invasion yep. is about to happen <laughs> and it only takes one naked dude yeah. with his jangles <laughs> hanging out, you know, and then the rest just follow, you know, like at the end of the FA Cup. Mm. Good luck. The whole pitch just, you know, and normally it's like half and half in a yeah. crowd, right? You've got yeah. half one team off the other. It feels like they're all just sort of talking now going, mm, what are we watching? Yeah. You know? And if if you think that little veil of yellow is going to protect them, mm. you look, I mean, you. Look, I'm obviously on Twitter. You look at that. You know, in the Netherlands, that dog that's like mauling that oh, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what you talk about, Europe For it's, itself. It, yeah, it's it's really bad in Europe, you know, and like New Zealand and Canada. My one of my best friends, Brody, he's going to Costa Rica in a couple of weeks, but he's, he didn't have the jab. Mm. But he's they have to have the jab to leave. You can't leave Canada. Mm-hmm. Without the without jab. And there's like curfews there where the police do mm-hmm. this like formation dance, mm-hmm. you know, at night and stuff like that. Like, it, it's just like, I feel like the pitch invasion yeah, this, this is, is coming.
1: This is why it's been so frustrating for me because like, you know, I'm huge on personal responsibility and something I'm always telling people is, you know, you can only control yourself and you can't control other people. Yeah. But it's been so like, as someone who's so pro-liberty in this way. It's been so jarring for me like watching places like Canada and Australia and New Zealand because I'm also just like guys because I've been talking about this all from so early you have to remember I literally saw this before it happened. Yeah. I was like this is what's going to happen like these are the steps like I saw yeah. this back in freaking March, April 2020 2020, when people are there calling me a conspiracy theorist it's never going to get that bad oh that can't happen in Canada oh it'll never. and I'm like guys you're not like if you keep if you keep going in this direction, this is where you end up. You're going to end up in a freaking police state. You're going to end up with author. I think in the West people have been, um, you know, our generation has always been free, right? We, we missed, we missed the big wars. Hmm. We missed the like obvious tyranny and dictatorships and stuff like that. So for us, like freedom is like, Oh, freedom, freedom is a given. Liberty is a given. Like that's just taken for granted, whatever. Right. People don't realize just how quickly that can go. People always think, oh, that can't happen. I'll tell you the two things, the two types of mentality. Well, there's more than two, but two types of mentality that have just like led to Canada being how it is, what you were just describing. Number one is it won't go that far mentality. And number two is that can't happen here mentality. This is Canada. This is England. This is Australia. Oh, no, we're not. We're not China we're not communist Russia. We're not what, like that can't happen here. And it's like, yes, it can. Everything that this might be one of the deepest things I say on this podcast, people need to understand every single thing that has happened in history can happen again. Yeah. Every single thing, good and bad. It can all happen again. Why? Because human beings have not fundamentally changed. It's the same. We're the same people. It's not like, Oh, you go back to the 1930s and 1940s and all of a sudden humanity, magically evolved you know from their from people's grandparents and are not prone to the same emotional and cognitive errors and the same biases and the same tribalism yeah. and the same evil and cruelty as well as the same goodness and generosity all of that everything that's happened in the past can happen again we're not done history is not over and okay we overcame all the bad things and now we're just good and we're good to go it's like no you always have to be vigilant hmm. there's always going to be I believe the default state of humanity is authoritarianism. It's not liberty.
2: Hmm.
1: It's authoritarianism. Liberty is very rare. Look look, look at human history. Look country to country.
0: How how many decades have people been free? Less well, than- a lot of places still aren't. Exactly. You know, I remember in my 20s, I was traveling. Yeah. Because I, I, during uni and stuff, I lived in Hawaii, actually, because okay. I love surfing and stuff. Mm. Um, but I remember going to Thailand, and I stumbled upon the vegetable festival. hmm and I was like, well, what's this? You know, I walked out of my hostel. And there's, like, people with, like, these blades through their face, right?
1: Blades? Okay.
0: Yeah, like a sword. Okay. Like Google Vegetable Festival okay. in Phuket. And I literally... And it was, like, the whole week of is these people just getting possessed by whatever they get possessed by. I mean, mm. it doesn't make any sense. But um, they get possessed. And then the whole week, they basically like take chunks out of themselves there's wow. one guy walking down the street it's like a religion mm. he had like a ball and chain and he was like hitting his back and I literally it was like 8 in the morning like having a croissant yeah look vegetable face see that guy with swords Whoa. in his face what like put when you edit this well we don't edit this yeah. actually but stick a screen on it so wow. I, I'm like dude I'm like 23 yeah. I walk out the thing you know probably hung over <laughs> and I'm like holding my old Canon camera and no this is no word of a lie I walked out and this guy is walking down. I saw a guy taking chunks out of himself. And I'm like, like holding a copy. And then I see this other guy with a sword in his face. And, I, and I'm like, what? And I, I go like that with a camera. And he goes, like that. He literally turned and let me take a photo of him. And then what? he went off. And I was like, I thought he was possessed. Because huh? they go, so like all this stuff. You know, I mean, <laughs> Whoa, that, sorry. Okay, if this I, is no, a, I haven't heard of that. Dude, I, I never heard of it. No one told me. It was, and it was just the weirdest thing. I was like, I've got to get out of here. So what's I, it got to do with Vegetables. No, no, I don't know. (laughs) Basically, the first day. When you said vegetable festival, I was there all like, okay, this sounds innocent. I mean, what basically the first day, thousands of these people are walking down, and as they walk to this like temple or church thing, they randomly get possessed. And if they do, it's like, it's all guys, by the way. No no women get possessed doing this, right? It's all guys. And it's like, if it happens to you, it cleanses you or or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I was like, I was like, and then I thought to myself, I'm, like, young, you know, like, I didn't really know much. And I was like, how has some young guy, like, got to a point where he's putting a sword through his face? Like, an actual sword through his face going to him for life. And it's all because of this religion. Mm. And I was like, wow, it's not like that in London. <laughs> thank God. And then when I travelled and I saw all these different cultures mm. and all this type of stuff, I got back and I was like, oh, my God, I'm lucky to be born in England. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm like the top 1% of lucky. And, you know, talking about, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, we, you know, we almost had it like too good. We too had good. it how everyone should have it. Yes. Right. And then I've always said society is pretty fragile. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know, everyone's different, whatever. But, but yeah, I, I remember seeing different cultures and, you know, like, and I was just like, it's actually quite fucked up. Like even in Fiji, have you been to Fiji? No, no, yeah. So half of the population roughly is Indian. Mm-hmm. Our fault, we sent them there to pick sugar, mm. you know, cane, sugar cane. What. The problem is over there, they've got no rights. They can't own land. Mm. So now, they're just stuck there. Mm. They can't afford to leave. So they're all like cab drivers, selling random stuff. But when you look at things like that, yeah. it feeds you because of surfing, you're mm-hmm. not surfing, mm-hmm. and um, you just think, oh my God, it's crazy. And then, so now, all this last two years, it was pretty bad in a lot of the countries. pretty bad. You know, North Korea, gone like, that's like the full end of the other I agree, yeah. They've probably got it better. No, I just kidding. No, it's Um But you, you, you look at <laughs> you look at other countries. You think, it was wet, and it's like we're like retracting all the progress that was made. Yes, you know. And also, when you know, when like we're, I think I'm a bit older than you, but when we were like 18, we we actually thought that we were like, you know, the end of like evolution, right? But really, we're still cave people.
2: Yes. Like when changed. you actually
0: look at around, you, I'm like. Oh my God, we're actually like cave people yeah. still. All, look, all we've got, the only advantages we have as modern people
1: is we have better stuff, we have more tech, yeah. and we have access to history. Yeah. Those are the only advantages we have over our, our ancestors. That's all. We have better stuff, yeah. and we have access to their mistakes and their triumphs. We, so we can yeah. look back. That's why history is important, because you can yeah. look back and be like, let's not do that again. Right. That's why I'm looking at places right now that are reinstituting segregationist laws yeah. And I'm like, guys, that's bad. Do you know how I know it's bad? <laughs> it's been done before, <laughs> apartheid, Jim Crow laws, yeah. like racial segregation. Like we, it's been done before. Where yeah. you, where you say, okay, these people have these rights and privileges. Yeah. These people have, have different yeah. ones. This is the uh, This this class is above that class. It always results in hostility and eventually violence. Yeah. Right. Like we 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 know this, and it's like people are so dumb. That because they're feeling a little bit scared or because they're trying to social signal or whatever, that they're willing to go through this again. And look, I grew up in Saudi Arabia. I grew up in the Middle East. I grew up in what is essentially a theocracy, Mm. right? I didn't grow up in a democratic country, right? And Saudi Arabia was dope, by the way. Like, I had a great experience there living there as an expat. But I'm very aware, you know, like my family's originally from Nigeria. I grew up in Saudi Arabia, heavy exposure to uh, America via the school system. Traveled to lots of countries, obviously born in the UK, went to school and university in the UK for some time. So when I look at the West, like, I think I, maybe from having this perspective, I appreciate more how unique some aspects of it are. Yeah. So when I'm seeing people, when I've been seeing people being so quickly, being so quick and so enthusiastic even to jettison. Hmm. These concepts such as liberty, such as treating people equally, such yeah. as non-discrimination, what, and I'm seeing people advocating for this. it. It yeah. blows my mind because I'm like, guys, this is, these are the values that make the West special, that yeah. make the modern West a place yeah. where whoever you are, no matter your, your race, your religion, your sexuality, your gender, whatever, it's, it's pleasant for you to live here. Because of these basic values, there's lots of places in the world where you could be dropped in there or lots of time periods where you could be dropped in there and you're going to have a really, really rough time because people do not abide by those values. So some people are saying, oh, well, it's because of public health or it's because of safety or whatever. It's like, guys, you know, you have people have to stick by these principles. Like I can understand people feeling fearful or feeling this or feeling that, but you can't just throw all these things away Because once you let go of it, it's always harder to get it back. You know, like typically if you want to get freedom back or you want to, you know, after it's been heavily infringed upon. Real talk, historically, normally it takes a war. (laughs) Normally it takes some kind of violent revolution or war for people to defend liberty. Right. You've seen that happen multiple times just in the past century. And it's like, let's not do that again. This is all unnecessarily. Let me remind people that we are talking about. (laughs) That what has led to all of this is a virus with a survival rate over 99.9% in the majority of the population. Let me just remind people what all of this is going on, all these different countries, all of this. Let's not lose sight that this is for a virus. People are like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's killed up to 5 million people in the past two years. Look, it's sad for anybody dying of anything. But again, let's contextualize. Zoom out. Okay, but even if, okay, let's say, let's let's not even debate that. Let's say that 5 million number is real. Let's say 5 million people died of COVID, okay? How many people died of everything else in that same time period? Do you know how many people die every single year? It's about, normally between 60 and 65 million. So we could estimate that, let's say, let's say 125 million people died over, you know, late 2019 to early 2022. Hmm. All, co- all causes all around the world. 5 million out of 125 million. And what was the average age of death? 82? 83? In the UK, yeah. Yeah. Globally, certainly above 70. Yeah. So everything that's happened and all of this, the supposed justification is because 5 million out of 125 million people died vast majority were at the tail end of their lives and this is look this is, the thing is people die yeah life has 100% mortality rate now i don't want i have elderly people in my own family i've witnessed a lot of death in my lifetime and so on i'm not trying to minimize anybody's death anyone who's lost uh anyone who's lost somebody to to this disease or or anything else i'm not trying to minimize that sure i'm just trying to remind people that people didn't start dying in 2020 yeah yeah, you, i think you, people agree with you i agree with you. yeah but, but the thing is people lose the sight of it right because people get so absorbed in certain so, numbers Cause, some people cause, yeah because there's been yeah. such a focus you have to like it's the past two years have been like there's one disease that exists yeah it's really been like that like if you turn on the tv or you look just glance at a magazine or you hear the radio you don't hear about heart disease you yeah. don't hear about cancer no. you don't hear about colds flus um <laughs> tuberculosis well you don't hear
0: all you hear about is covid yeah, I saw no. that Tony Robbins thing that he did. did. you see what Tony Robbins said?
1: I don't think I saw that,
0: actually. Well, he calculated the amount of COVID deaths, and then he, he looked at all the other deaths, and he was like, well, it's the same amount, yeah, but there's like like 90% less flu deaths, 90% less yeah. like heart attacks, whatever. A bit, a bit weird, eh? Um, what, interesting, when you were just saying that, do you know what I thought? I, I thought, is this just a product of capitalism? When I say that, right everything goes around in circles and also history is written by the winners so if anyone's wondering how fucking bad it was it was 10 times worse (laughs) okay because history is written by winners no matter how you look at um yeah so like if we don't want to be repeating anything but when you were talking then i thought is this our we're we we, you know capitalism is what the west is really is is our cycle it's a bit like recession right every 15 20 years there's a huge recession mm-hmm. they're going to get worse because inflation's a joke we could go on that for a while because a <laughs> you know i'm a big bitcoin guy yeah. um but is it going to be every 50 20 100 years a product of capitalism because ultimately all this is about power politicians are just puppets we all know this now politicians are basically people that just write laws or try and pass laws for power you know it's like rupert murdoch i mean one of the things I was like, how's Tony Blair getting an award? We won't go into this. We won't go into this unless she's actually going to chop his fucking head off when she, when she does it. Like, but it's like, I think like a million people have gone online. Have you seen the thing? Yeah, the petition. Right. How that man, just anyone that watches this that's not from the UK, we hate that man. We hate, no one likes Tony Blair, right? That's not true. Or maybe a few people, but they're probably <laughs> wearing eight masks and having 27 jabs. Um, or they I don't know. Or they yeah. benefited from the war. I don't know. I don't well, I'm, I'm just, you know, guessing. But um, what was I saying before Tony? A uh, capitalism. the Ca- Cycle of a capitalism. Mm-hmm. Is this potentially a so- part of a cycle of capitalism? Because we did have it really good, mm-hmm. right? But for them to bring it back, it, you know, a couple of years ago, I remember saying to someone, I was like, something needs to change. This is get, this shit's getting out of control. Mm-hmm. Like, you just see everyone online, like, partying, just mm-hmm. like, you know. like I was saying that we need a war. Were you? Yeah, I was saying that,
1: like, 2017, 2018, that we need a war. Not, uh, yeah. that, I, not I, that I want one.
0: I was thinking of a recession, to be okay. honest. Like, okay. not so bad as yours. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, maybe a recession or something, you know. But um, I just thought, I remember thinking, this is like, it's getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. You know, like, social media, everyone's just, like, you know, doing whatever. So, is this... A, I've never thought about this until you were talking, but is this a product of capitalism? How, you know, are, you, how are you defining capitalism? Um, well... Okay, everything's based on money or power, right? So to sell products, you need a market, mm-hmm. right? Was there a time a couple of years ago where the market was like, right, everyone's free, right? Now, you know, because all the there's there's a few companies that own pretty much everything. They kind of dictate right. everything, right? BlackRock, Black State Street, yeah, and, all uh, these right? Vanguard. So it's like when they run out of things to sell, make money out of, they need to do a shift, right? is this potentially one of those shifts that happens in a lifetime where they're like, right, we need to make money. The best way to make money mm. in the world right now is drugs. Mm. How do we implement the best way to make profit mm. and get money from the middle class and all this kind of stuff? Because there's, there's lots going on in that as well where you know, mm. elite want more money. I, it, I, I hear you. I think I get where you're, where you're coming from. I mean, I'd, I'd hesitate to call
1: it capitalism because I think the past two years have been so anti-capitalistic. By what capitalism is actually supposed to mean, lockdowns are hyper anti-capitalistic. Unless you're an elite, unless you're an elite, yeah. So, so maybe maybe we need some type of terminology. I don't oligarchy or something. Maybe maybe we need some terminology. If you're just talking about like this zero point zero zero one percent of
0: they have the power,
1: institutions at the very top that have the power to do all this, then
0: maybe there's a maybe there's a word for that. I'd I'd be more. yeah, yeah. Because I, because I, I, don't think money corrupts. I think power corrupts. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I've managed to be fairly like, I worked very hard mm-hmm. and I've done really well. Money and mm-hmm. I, nothing's changed. No, right? I think like, my, money, money, money um, is a magnifier. It's an, yeah. am, it's
1: an amplifier. Even.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, but, the, but that's the thing. I think, and it's like they say, um, never trust a, 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 a politician who was a millionaire before they came into office. Um, no they said tr- trust oh, okay, one but don't trust a politician that's become a millionaire <laughs> yeah. right and it's so true and it's like that person right has gone in there you know and that's why i think money doesn't change people power changes and what, all these decisions have come from mm-hmm. the biggest positions in power mm-hmm. and politicians i mean like boris like he's not, i think he's all right right he's a bit of an idiot mm-hmm. you know he went to eat and they all got to eat and blair went to eat and they all come out. They're put in these positions, you know, because they want whatever it is. But really, the people with the strings, you know, like the classic Muppet Show mm-hmm. thing, uh, they're not like Boris. Isn't you know? So there's something about him I like. He's all right. like I'd have a probably have a laugh of him, mm. you know, if we had a like you know a chat or yeah. whatever, you know. But and it makes you realise that the people actually making these decisions, this whole f- shutdown, isn't Boris. No, I don't not. think it's no, him. It's not. It's, it's the people with... the look, biggest you've got, or, you've got
1: organizations like the most obvious thing is the World Economic Forum, the WEF. If you look at everybody oh. and anybody who is connected to that thing, they are all singing from the same hymn sheet yeah. and have been been this whole time, right? So when people talk about, you know, the globalists, like they're not just throwing out some random words Trump there. talks about them. Yeah, it's like, no, there are these big globalist organizations that get these countries and their leaders marching in lockstep. They're not all making, you know, France, Germany... Australia, you get like they're not all Canada, they're not all disconnected mm-hmm. and that there's no glue binding them together. It's not by magic or by accident that they're all implementing oh the same policies and the same rhetoric and the same everything around the same time, even when it makes no scientific or logical sense, nor ethical sense. Yeah, That's part of a program. You've got things like the freaking Great Reset. Like it's really, it's literally out there. Klaus Schwab wrote it's a on book. on their website. Klaus Schwab wrote a book called yeah. The Great, you can go buy the book on Amazon. Like it's literally... There, you are talking about build back better. Like, you you get know, a free job with it on Amazon. No, man. So, but the, the thing is, the thing is people would, people don't like, I think people really like the term, and then you have this term conspiracy theorist, right? Which people like that. to deploy to, well, the, the term was largely popularized by the CIA, right? To yeah. dissuade people from coming up with ideas around things that they may be up to.
0: And they um, get a crazy guy from the outback yeah. to be like, hey, there's aliens. Yeah, 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 exactly. They'd like pick it, the person, yeah. give him $200 and go, here goes some crack. Yeah. And people try to lump it all together, you know?
1: So like, oh, if you have any questions <laughs> around like this whole COVID narrative, then you're, oh, you must you must also believe that the, the, earth, aliens. the earth is flat and run by <laughs> reptilians or whatever. It's like, dude, no. no. Um, but our world is obsessed with binary thinking and false dichotomies. You yeah. know, people don't like to go into gray areas and go into nuance because, but we live in an era where people just want to be comfortable. Yeah, comfort is comfort is gonna kill the Western world, man. Yeah, comfort Com- is the thing that is going to lead to the downfall of this empire, shall I call it. it? Is yeah. going to be comfort, complacency, and the weakness.
0: Very nice, comfort, a kind l- of machine gun, Right. So um, can you give me yeah, a little the the, the the
1: the weakness? The weakness that just comes with that. Because look, man. I, I don't even I don't even normally talk about like places like China, but I want like China must be looking over laughing and just laughing like they're just like what on earth are those guys doing over there? Like we are going to crush them.
0: Yeah, like what are they? Doing?
1: They're, they're like they're like.
0: Do you know what they're saying? They're like they're like oh my god! They're even trying to be like us now, and look yeah. how crap they are at it. Yeah, but but, but, but
1: do you do you know what it is? Amateurs, like, dude. Like. You're not even, and the, the, the way that like people oh are even a f- terrified to even talk about China, like the way China just has the West by the balls on everything. It's like you can't Same even talk problem. about like where this virus originated from.
0: Yeah. Right. You oh can't even God. like
1: China, China has not been even, they don't even talk about China in the news. No, They're still claiming, to this day, China's claiming that 5,000 people in China died of COVID. Right. Really? The whole time. Look, look, look up the official de- the, they no, said please, recently look, on pl- the, please, please look up the official death count of china for the whole two year period co- and it's yeah. they saying 5000 yeah, 5, co- co- yeah j- just 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 double Did, just double check that for me
0: i saw some something on uh, i don't know where it was but they were like there's another lockdown there that's all bollocks isn't that. it it's got to 4849 for the whole time period right <laughs> for the whole time period. since 2019 4800
1: china yes so you're telling me the usa is approaching what oh, well, between 700 oh and 800,000. You're it's telling me China, China so with 1.3 billion people, the epicenter of the disease, you want me to believe that they have 4,000? And the, the, no journalist is like, wait, what actually happened? <laughs> like, what is I didn't
0: on? know it was 4,800. Oh, not yeah. even 5,000. American deaths,
1: 820. 820.
0: Okay.
1: So you want me to believe that f- less than 5,000 people died in China and, and they haven't had a death. Like, I don't think they logged a single death last year. Yeah. Right. And, and, but, and, and literally like even the origin of the thing. And it's like, China has the West by the ball so hard that even the journalists and the people here who should be asking these questions don't even, I'm not even saying I know what all the answers are. Right. And I I, like, I don't believe anybody's numbers. (laughs) I don't believe anybody's numbers. Right. But I'm just like, shouldn't that be a question? Right. People are there like screaming at each other and you've got people infighting and you've got France and Canada and people trying to blame blame the unvaccinated and whatever, like people yelling at their neighbors and turning on their own citizens. Meanwhile, China's just there, like, stacking cash. Meanwhile, they're, they're, selling, they're the ones selling all the masks. <laughs> they're the ones yeah. selling.
0: <laughs> they're not, just not only that, they're, they're <laughs> adding, like, 150% on shipping.
1: <laughs> they're, they're just making all this money. <laughs> and then here people are arguing about gender pronouns and, like, all this other woke bullcrap. Meanwhile, they're there just like building up their army. Did you see that thing where where they had the comparison between the, uh, I don't know if you saw this. They had the comparison last year between the Chinese military ads and the the military ads in like America. Like in, in the US ones, it was all like super woke. You know, it's all like, LG, really? yeah, it's all about, you know, LGBT oh oriented and, you know, diversity and whatever. And the Chinese military ad is just, just like these men, like
0: freaking like, just like, it's all, it's all hardcore and whatever. And I'm just like, this is not good. You oh know? man, if we go to war with them, we're in trouble. I'm just like, this is not good right now. With like, their flags, you know.
2: Like,
1: like they, they do not care about any of this. Think of all like the culture war stuff yeah. and all the. And here's another thing in the West, and uh,
0: you're, the thing is, you're not saying be like them. No, I'm like, not. I'm, You're not I'm, saying we should change no, our advertising No. no and like
1: I'll, you know. Well, maybe changing the military ads isn't a bad idea. To
0: but um, also, I don't want military ads in the first place. <laughs> let alone you know, like when you got. I,
1: I think if you're running a military, like you know, getting diversity and female and LGBT representation should not really be the core goal of the military. Oh, like God. if I'm being real with you. Um, I think you just want to get like the best of fighters and the most capable,
0: qualified people. Like I don't care what they're. Although saying that, I mean, I wouldn't mind if some of them went into the army. <laughs> if I'm honest, it, it, it's also
1: uh, what was I just about to say? There was some was...
0: Like we're talking about China. What
1: was China. I just thinking? Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you another thing. And I was actually having this conversation with with, with my parents the other day because we were just like kind of we were talking about all this stuff, and I was thinking that one thing that the you know, and Western powers also need to work out. And this is, this might sound weird because obviously out of a bunch of bad systems, democracy is possibly one of the better bad systems. Yeah. But one big problem, one of its inherent flaws is it leads to very short-term thinking. Yeah. So in the UK, in the USA, in all these countries, everything's always, people are thinking on two and four-year terms all the yeah. time. Right? It's like if you talk to Americans about the political, they're all going to be, I'm 2022. We're going to do the, you know, 2024. It's all about 2022 and
2: 2024.
1: Yeah. Right? And it's all like, you know, left versus right, blue versus red, Republican versus Democrat all the time. You know, here, Tories, Labor, Tories, Labor, Tories, Labor, whatever, four years, four years. China, they're like, okay, where do we want to be in 100 years? Yeah. Those conversations aren't even happening here. People are so, there's so much infighting and so much tribalism that it's not like, okay, wait, the UK. Where would we like the UK to be in the year 2060, right? Whether, whether you're more liberal or you're more conservative or you're more... Like, what, what would be a good vision for the country? And what, what should we... Whether you're a Tory or you're Labour or you're independent, what can we... Strive? That's how China
0: is thinking. Well, like, I, think, okay. I think that they do think like that, but they just don't let us know. Because <laughs> the, the, the people in power... On yeah. everything. <laughs> so they're like, why don't we introduce um, all this into the news and get them arguing about that, yeah. right? If you think about they do, it. They right? do it in an undermining way. They do. But mm. the thing is, because like, we wouldn't tolerate, because we've had it too good, mm. we're not going so to, so you know, they have to introduce all these like mm. things to make us argue about. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, it's never ended.
1: Yeah, but I, I just think that, that that's how the, the power dynamics are going to shift. I mean, it's so interesting to think like, okay, over the next century, in the year in the year 20 <laughs> don't want to think about it in the year twenty one oh twenty two. in the year twenty one twenty two. like what are the power dynamics around the world gonna look like what are the demographics gonna look like what's all that gonna look like and i feel like that's not even being i do feel like people in china are thinking about that right yeah. whereas in the west it's like oh well you know is is, is trump gonna win in 2024 is uh, joe biden gonna serve an term? it's like dude who cares right like what's what about what's good for americans in general
2: yeah
1: what's good for what's good for the whole nation what are yeah. the things that people can actually agree on look you're always going to have people going to have different political social religious yeah. views all of that but what are the general things that like we can all agree on and we think would be good for the country and put, and our future children our future grandchildren and so on right i think there's certain things we should something we should all be able to agree on hmm they should have at least the same level as liberty as we do, Mm -hmm. right? I don't want my future children or my future grandchildren to have less freedom than I do to have the government boot on them more. Like, that would be a travesty. Mm. That would be terrible. So, like, the best inheritance we can give to them, number one, okay, let's let's protect that, right? Let's at least make sure they've got that, if not more than we do, right? And it's like people... You can't even get people on the same page with that. At, At the rate we're going if we continue on the current trajectory there's going to be a giant step backwards between even us and the next generation do, do we want our kids living in some social credit social social credit score system need permission from the government to go outside need to show their papers mm. to to go to the cinema or to go no i don't want that that would be terrible so that's part of why like i'm not even a father yet but that's part of why even another yeah. part of why like I, I talk the way i talk and do what i do because it's like look man we need to be careful because, you know, the, the the progress of humanity and the progress of society is um, it's, it's kind of like a stock market.
2: Mm.
1: Right. There are correct. Like it's 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 generally trends upwards. Yeah. But it, inflation. Yeah. It, it, it generally trends upwards, but there's massive corrections and there's massive mm. things that happen along the way. So you might think mm-hmm. like, OK, everything is cool. And then, oh, crap, like we've just gone backwards for 10 straight years yeah. and we've lost all of, you were talking before about losing progress, right? And we've now lost all of this ground yeah. and okay, crap. Now we got to rebuild again. We need to teach these rules again. We need to do this again. And you see this in all different areas when you're talking about say what people refer to as like the culture wars or wokeism, yeah. Okay. I would argue, I think there's a strong case to be made that um, something like uh, race relations,
2: yeah.
1: I'd say even in the UK, but certainly in the USA, I would make a, I think there's a strong case to be made that they're worse now than they were five years ago. Agreed, and worse than they were ten years ago. Yeah, right. Not not because well, because not not because people have fallen into some kind of like you know vicious, vicious racism again, but because the, this so-called movement that is claiming to be against it yeah. is now reinstituting, Like they're going back. <laughs> Like they've gone backwards, they've gone backwards. To, to, to some of this uh rhetoric and, and stuff that they're putting in. I'm like, guys, like what are, you, what are you doing? Like why are you
0: It was like a mini COVID, right? Mm-hmm. When the whole BLM thing and the protests and stuff like that, like I felt a bit awkward. It was very weird. Like I felt a bit awkward and I was like, not like am I racist, because like my best friend since I was two is a guy called Leroy, mm. right? So since I was two, like my best best mate is a mixed race guy. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up. I never grew up around it, right? Mm-hmm. I just thought everyone it's people it was yeah like I'm the same. And it's not not even like, like I was around everyone, yeah. right? Where so so for me, and then and when the whole B&M thing happened, like when people were like trying to tell people to do mm-hmm. things on social media, I was like, hold on a minute. It's weird. What's it was like a mini COVID. Mm-hmm. It was like oh, people are trying to tell me to do something, I'm, and I'm, I'm like, like I what and like th- what's going on like, i'm go. i feel like i'm going mm. back and, like, what,
1: and what's important to note is maybe that's when you really noticed it but that had been building up for many many years prior
0: I and that yeah uh,
1: and then and then it forced you to pay attention to it because it was like something big happened and it was like okay now everyone yeah. is seeing this like this has been creeping in. i want to say from especially around sort of 2014 or so yeah like that stuff has been really like really? This, yeah especially in the us like that sort of rhetoric it's been really really amping up or like or this idea that like oh it's okay to be racist against white people. Yeah. Because you can't be racist against white people because they're changing all the definitions and this and that and so now you're seeing I don't know if you saw that video from a uh, Arizona State University that went viral last year Which where like uh there's these two there's these two young male white students sitting in a sitting in one room and like these girls come up to them and they're like trying to get them to leave and they're calling like it, the whole it's, no, it's, it's oh, it. oh you it's have it. to you have to check out the video. It'll probably annoy you but it's like you're just listening to them speaking. You're like, gosh, like, what have you been indoctrinated into? This is, you're just. Yeah, no, it's weird. I've seen some yeah, videos similar. Yeah, it, and
0: you're like, you're like, this is just odd. Because like, because also when I was like 18, 19, mm. I was left. I, I was like, mm. oh, the world's amazing. Like everyone should just go travel. I was like, if I was a politician, I'd I'd fund everyone that's like 18 to 21 to go traveling for three months. That's even a bad idea. Right? And I was like, like we should give them that off the student loan, like three grand to go traveling and they have to go. That was like, I had this whole, and then I got into business Mm. and then I got fucked over. And (laughs) I was like, whoa, whoa, that fucking hurt. Like, I was like, I remember I was in like, like a deal, property deal and I got stung. Like it was 200 grand. Like 200, it ended up being the best thing in the world because I ended up investing in Bitcoin Mm. after that. But, um, I remember I was, like, crying in the shower, right? And I wasn't, like, upset. I was just, I was, just, I was so stressed from mm. this deal. And, like, it changed me because I was like, how could someone do this to me? Yeah, Like How has someone out there done this to me? Like, you know, it's like, I, I, you know, I've never, like, I've always been legit from mm. the beginning, mm. yeah? And I was like, even in this deal, I thought it was all good and I got swiped the mm. day before. And, and then after that, and also when you start paying a lot of tax, You start going. (laughs) You send like a load of money, and you're like, "Oh, I can't wait for a round of applause." And then you get nothing. You don't even get a Christmas card or forest. You don't get. You don't get a receipt, and you're like, "You get get people on Twitter saying you should have paid more." Right, (laughs) and 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 I'm like, I got like, why did I? I didn't get nothing. Like I've like, so I'm like, you know, you start asking questions. Mm. I've always asked questions, but I ask questions about government. You know, Mm. like where's this money going, stuff like that. But I, and it's the thing with tax, right? Because I, I watched your during the podcast, and um, you talked about tax, and I agreed with you, hundred mm. percent, right? I'm I'm not saying we shouldn't pay tax hundred percent, but um, the thing with tax is like people can't like always politicize corporation tax, mm. right? And what people don't know that don't don't own companies is there's like hundreds of taxes. Yes, the thing with Amazon, if we didn't have Amazon here, right, the amount of tax that that company generates right okay. is in the billions right what because they, you're an idiot if you pay corporation tax in, in my opinion mm. if you get to the end of the year and you've made 100 grand and you're showing a 100 grand profit and you haven't invested in it then you're paying 20 percent tax for nothing mm. what you should have done is invest in it and that's what they do they reinvest in infrastructure mm. constantly reinvest in new buildings mm. all over the world so they don't pay corporation tax but they employ i don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people and then Every single person they employ pays tax. Mm-hmm. On top of their wages, they pay 12.5% tax yep. to the government. So every single person that works for them, they're paying another 12.5% tax. Mm. Every single bit of fuel that they, their van drivers yep. are using, they're paying tax. Mm-hmm. Right, Amazon pay billions and billions and billions in tax. Yet, on the news... Jeff Bezos no is an tax. arsehole because he doesn't pay corporation tax. <laughs> they go, they say, they don't say corporation tax, they just say tax, tax yeah. like it's one thing, mm-hmm. right? But people that don't know about tax just assume that he's a bad person, yes. and he's not. He's paying the most tax. His company is generating more tax than anyone in the world ever. Mm-hmm. And I think I saw this thing in America: sixty percent of people don't pay tax, yeah, yeah. because they don't earn enough. Yeah. And like this is what like. I you know I sit there and I sort of like, I had a conversation with someone not long ago and I was like and they were like oh, Amazon don't they pay tax and I sent him a, a message back <laughs> and I put figures down and I was like just in like PA way, they're doing over five hundred million yeah based on the average UK wage over I'm like how much tax do you pay
2: yeah nothing yeah
0: you don't pay anything no you know so. I take no notice of these people now because it's like people, and I get it. When I was 21, I didn't yeah. get it either. Until, the thing, you know.
1: Yeah. You know, part of it, part of it is, is ignorance or naivety. I say once you're an adult, I call it ignorance um, rather than naivety. Yeah. A lot of it is also, and this is something people need to understand is, and, and this is, this has always been the case in humanity and it's a sad thing, but there's this concept of like, you know, the politics of resentment you know and there are a lot of resentful re- resentful people out there mm. right there are people who just see that you are successful in something or you've achieved something or you've got money you could just have a lot of followers on social media whatever it is envy jealousy resentment is yeah. a very real thing and unfortunately it drives a lot of human activity and it drives a lot of people's political views yeah. right so some people will literally they they will try to you know, make it sound academic and sensible or whatever but they literally will just see a Jeff Bezos or an Elon Musk or, and they're just like this guy has made so much money and is so wildly successful I haven't I am resentful of that and therefore I'm going to advocate for something to take from this guy not that he owes me something or that he's done something wrong or unethical or immoral or whatever or criminal I just don't like that this person has something that I don't and so I'm going to attack. It's the same thing as like the hater mentality. It's, ex- it's the exact same thing, right? You haven't done anything to bother this person. You've never even interacted, whatever. And all this, they're just attacking you. That's sending. it's like, whoa, like wh- why is this person so mad at me? Right. Yeah. And it's, it's that, you know, there, there's different ways because so much human behavior, and I've been thinking about this a lot, especially over the past couple years. So much of human behavior is based around, uh, social status right it's about it's about social hierarchy so many actions that men do so many actions that women do it's about you know jousting for yeah. position in social status right whether this is you know starting a business and you know wanting to make money or you know wanting to buy a nice car or a nice watch or what, it's all it's all social signaling it's trying to climb that ladder you know yeah. women do the same thing but they do it in a they do it in a different way and there are different ways. I nearly said something funny. <laughs> to I don't want to. <laughs> and there's different ways that you can, that you can climb a social ladder, or yeah. you can position yourself higher in the hierarchy. Yeah. And one of them is to build yourself up, yeah. right? To to build something, create something, offer value to people, become a high value individual, become a high value man by creating stuff, building a business, employing people. Uh, making money, giving to charity, helping people, actually doing things that, that raise you up in the eyes of other people and yeah. in terms of your economic value. The other way is to try to tear down other people, Yeah, right? They say, you know, you can. how do you have the biggest, the tallest building? You either build the tallest building or you just knock down all the others and the one left standing is the other. And there's so many people in that latter mentality. So there, these are the people who are constantly trying to tear down yeah. Other people tr- constantly insulting, knocking, always trying to tear down other people because then that makes them look look higher up, and it's unfortunate. But I think that's just that's just part of human nature, and I don't think people often, I think oftentimes people don't, aren't even conscious
0: that they're doing it, yeah. But they're just are, are they the ones that have given up? the re- mm. The reason I say that is because mm. I, I haven't got like a huge huge following or anything like that, um, but. The people that follow me are mainly younger guys I'd say that want to do well in business, mm-hmm. and they've seen that I've done stuff in business and I've done all right um and it comes down to like a lot of people out there just looking for answers, right and it's like you know people look, look at answers from the government, especially in like the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the messages I get are like they they just want me to tell them how to do it mm-hmm. and it, and what i the reason i I do the YouTube channel is because I don't know. I did it in one thing, right? But the problem is out there, you get these scammers and they're like, I know how to seven step, like how to you know make you a million quid in a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the thing is for me, I've done well in one area, mm-hmm. right? But if you put me in charge of selling swimming pools, I'm <laughs> fucked. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to, l- I'm good at marketing, I think, mm. But I'm not going to be that good at that. I'm not. I can't make money out of everything, yeah. right? I'm not. I, I just did it with this one thing, and I, because I have done it, people think I can do it with everything. Mm. And I'm like, just because someone made money doing one thing and they did a right up with it, mm. and you, you think they're cool, you think you like them and stuff, and you want to like follow, like it's not you. If anyone says I can do it with everything, they're just absolutely lying. Yeah, like 100% lying. Like I. I that's why I try and tell people. I'm like he's still going for it's not (laughs) i i I try and tell people that it's like just if you can get if you really passionate about something you really enjoy something and you can make money out of it then great but it's like i was watching i think i was i don't know who i was watching recently but they were talking about wealth you know most people put a monetary value on wealth Mm -hmm. right but it really i've always i think it's about time i think it's because i traveled a lot and you know i've been to places and i'm like wow I actually don't need money because I'm lucky already. Mm-hmm. I'm, one, I'm in the 1% of luckiness mm-hmm. just being born in the UK. So like, the, when the wealth comes down to time, it, it comes down to how, you know how, much, how many minutes you spend doing what you really, really like. And if you have money, right, then that allows you to spend more m- minutes doing what you like, mm-hmm. right? But depending on what you like doing, you, you don't necessarily need a <coughs> ton of money. Mm-hmm. When you have kids, you need money right sure. yeah so i think like but it throughout my 20s i kind of mm. like had my own business but i used to go hawaii surfing yeah. like you know i'd kind of minimize my work output but what i find with you know younger guys looking for answers is that i saw something recently and it was like the difference between men and women is that men are based purely on their output mm. so society referring to what you're talking about society is that if a guy doesn't produce any output he's worthless yes right yes. women don't have to necessarily i've got five sisters right mm-hmm. so i can you know i you know back myself on this but women don't necessarily have to have an output boom mm. right but guys the the problem with young guys now and it's like i read these messages sometimes like don't respond to them all but it's like i feel this like Desperation in younger Mm -hmm. guys And the last two years It's sort of gone up a bit Mm -hmm. Because they're like I can't get out and do anything Mm -hmm. This is like You know What do I do It's like literally Some people have been like What do I do Mm -hmm. And I'm like I don't know You know Um, But but One of my things I want to talk about Was social media And I feel that This like translates In social media It's like there's You talk about watches And stuff like that You know What's it called When people wear it They rent it Or wear it all and it's like show before you've got it or something. I can't oh, remember. I'll oh, well, fake, fake it before you make fake it. it. Well, fake it until yeah, you make yeah. it. Yeah. This whole culture. Um. I'm. I'm. Because your your audience is different to mine. Right. Mine's mm. more like younger guys sure. want to make money. So when I see this is what I mean. This is what worries me a little bit about what's happening is that it's amplified that for younger guys. Um. And because society, um, because a guy's status or whatever is based on his output, mm-hmm. which sucks. You know. Um. I feel like. It's not good it's just Social media has just elevated it Made it a bit worse Yeah well I think
1: Social media presents Very different challenges To young men And to young women mm. And this is based on What we are already talking about In the way that Men and women Find their way Find their place In Social hierarchies mm. Essentially um, You know the, what, what you said there actually is, it Echoes something that my, my dad says quite often Which is that um, You know Men define themselves by their work Mm. and always have. Women can, but they don't have to, Mm -mm. right? So a woman can be a, I always find using the term high value kind of weird, but a woman can be a very high value, very appealing, very attractive woman without this output, Mm. right? Without like the work, like, cause that, cause men and women are attracted to different things and, and value different things. Yes, there's some overlap, but it's, it's different, okay? Um, this is just biology. <laughs> so in, in that sense, the modern world has, has presented all sorts of unique challenges to everybody, but I think men and women, particularly young men and women, both have their own sort of unique sets of challenges, and something like social media amplifies that further social media is just just one factor there's so many this whole topic is like a whole book actually to be honest with you there there's so much that's going on there but i think something that's certainly tricky for young men is in the past i believe it was much more obvious what your role as a man in society should be yeah protector and a provider protect provide preside in the Mm -hmm. words of my friend ryan Mickler. Right. And that is still true to a large degree, but it's also been it's also been complicated because for better or for worse or a bit of both, um, you know, there are more women working than ever before and are a lot more independent. And so we're living in this weird time where. Our biology is still the same. Like fundamentally, men and women, men are still generally attracted to the same thing in women as they've always been, and women are still generally attracted to the same things in men as they've always been. Mm. Um, But society tries to pretend that that's not the case. Denying this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's kind of denied, and it's, uh, oh, if you talk about it, you're some bad person, or there's this idea to treat men and women like they're identical but also simultaneously very different mm. and it's kind of maddening and frustrating and I think a lot of young guys who aren't well oriented, they're kind of looking at this whole thing like, What do I like what am I supposed to do? do you well, know if, like, they what, like, or?
0: if they have no output, yeah. then they their output is their voice, right? Mm-hmm. So if they need to get laid, mm. they're gonna be like, Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> right? <laughs> what else are they gonna do? Right? Especially if you're a young guy and you feel like, oh shit, I've got nothing to offer. Yeah. you know and you know i say you know the reason i talk about it is because it actually upsets me a bit when i get messages like that and i feel the desperation in such a short message mm. i'm like it, I'm, I'm just glad i'm not that age yes like bizarrely i'm glad i'm not that age oh, yeah. i'm so lucky to be you know where i am now yeah. um yeah it's weird but um one of the things i want to talk to you about is mindset because mm. when you when i've watched all your stuff not all of it I'm not weird um and I am busy <laughs> there's a <laughs> um, lot of it out there but I've, okay. I've you know you, you talk about mindset a lot mm. and you do coaching and stuff um and I think that's if you're an entrepreneur that type of person mm. I think it is a mindset because I when I was younger I, I and I started a company and stuff I was like oh I'm 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 lucky mm. I actually used to think that I was like luckiest person personal now I still think I'm lucky but when I look back now and I think of all those pivotal decisions that I made and how much work I actually did mm-hmm. and if I was to compare that to people back then not so much now I think people do more now mm. um, would you know I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not lucky mm. like I did make decisions you know and it was oh, my yeah. mindset and even though I grew up around certain people that told me oh, I couldn't do things mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff which is a big problem for people um i my it was my mind no fucks given basically yes. i'm going to and i made tons of mistakes mm-hmm. but i enjoyed them all mm-hmm. um and so you know when when i saw your stuff and you talk about mindset and stuff it like it made me really think about like what i've been like as well and um cuz when i first saw you I, I was like oh this guy's like 24 <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i was like well how's he so articulate how he know so much stuff now i was like oh he's actually been around a little longer mid-30s i was like okay that makes more sense he's gone through i can ca- i can kind
1: way. of I, i'm one of those people who can who can pass for like a very wide range of ages <laughs> yeah. right. yeah, I, yeah. I can tell people i'm sort of anything within probably like a 20 year age range yeah and they don't really bat an eyelid yeah yeah
0: and um, yeah, uh, yeah. I thought you are about 25. Yeah. You know? um, <laughs> it must be Photoshop. No, <laughs> Those good photos. I can shave the beard off, throw, throw on a hoodie and pass for a student. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, like the whole mindset thing was, um, I thought it was, uh, it, and I thought that's how you got through saying what you want to say mm-hmm. for two years. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a mindset, you know. And also you don't rely on money from someone, mm-hmm. right? Apart from yourself, mm-hmm. you know, so... And this is the whole Robert Malone thing. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of these doctors are being paid by these companies to put out all this bullshit because they have to. That's like how they, you know, because if they lose their job, right? Some people can lose a job and be like, it's cool. I know how to make more money. But a lot of people go, if I lose my job, my society Mm -hmm. is going to tear me down. Yes. And then the whole guy is based on his output. Yes. That's where they're like, they're not like, me and you mm-hmm. Right Where they think oh, I can make more More of a You know Robert Malone's 62 He mm-hmm. kind of is like I don't give a fuck anymore I've done mm-hmm. what I need to do I'll, He's probably paid his house off mm-hmm. You know He's got stuff But but, but look, look To give the
1: man credit More Even more credit Like mm-hmm. there are Millions of people Who are in his same position And they still will take No They still won't take, He's a man of principle Yeah I think what, even if he was 42 He'd be doing the same thing Yeah that's I true I do believe I, that I, right? it's, yeah, it's, it's a mindset It's, yeah. a, it's a mindset yeah. Right Because I, I get people Who are like who try to say, oh, well, you know, Zuby, it's easy because, like, yeah, 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 sure. I am I am self-employed and I, I've got certain, can I, can you, you can call them advantages, but they're advantages I've created for myself. Yeah. Right? No um, gives you but there Yeah, but there are tons of people out there who I know for a fact make, you know, 10, 20, 50, 100 times more money than I do and are way better situated in terms of like, you know, having FU money and being, and they still won't.
0: They won't No
1: They really? still won't No they, Tons I, I know tons of, I the do amount, The amount of DMs Yeah I'm sure you, you. do like the, yeah. yeah the DMs I'm sure you'll even get From celebrities And from athletes And freaking actors And music. And I'm like dude Like And these people You know They've got You know 10, 20, 50, 100 million In the bank And they still Won't
0: speak out Well I mean right? I suppose the Council culture That the, the yeah. money the, the money doesn't mean As much as a reputation well, right?
1: well the thing is you, As you said before You know Money doesn't change character hmm it's about character i know people who have like like you know they're just a normal everyday person and they'll be like they're like i know nurses who have like i mean the fact that they're firing nurses for not taking the shot is a whole nother thing but i know nurses who have been fired um you know or had their jobs threatened for not doing these aren't people who are making like tons of money or whatever but they're just so principled yeah and they're so strong and they have so much fortitude that they're like look you know i draw a certain line i think if we're going to talk about mindset, I think something that's so important and I think something that very few people really do is have a deep think about what their personal values and principles are. Because if you think about it, from from from, from birth up until the time you finish school or perhaps university, we are mostly on a treadmill that like our parents and society kind of put us on. Like I assume you didn't pick which school you went to. No. Right. You didn't pick where you, you didn't pick where you lived. No. You didn't pick like, you know, you probably didn't pick what clothes you wear for quite a while. Like you, you, you're kind of just on this train. You don't even, when you're in school, even in university, you'd also don't really pick what you learn. Right. It's kind of, as you get older, you get a little bit more flexibility. You know, you get to pick what your degree or whatever, Yeah, but it's kind of all just handed down to you. It's not until you graduate and you go out there in the real world and you actually are suddenly in that position of making your own decisions, yep. right? And so for someone who's, say, 25 years old, it's entirely possible that someone, you know, someone's 25 and they've only had like four or five years of actually really being truly in charge of their own lives. Yeah. And I think it's really important for young people in particular, but even older people to just take some time and to sit down and think, okay, what are my, what are my values? What are my principles? What motivates me? What are the things that are important to me and less important? Because everyone has a different scale. You know, you, if you want to take, um, you know, you, there are certain things you could consider. So, for you know, um, money and finances, uh, free time and leisure time, uh, relationships, uh, family, uh, personal health—all these things. Because the truth is, in most things in life, almost everything is a compromise. Mm-hmm. Like life is made up of, of, of trade-offs and compromises. By us being here right now, having this conversation, it means that both of us are not doing something else, a multitude of things that we could be doing. By being here, you're not there. By doing this, you're not, you're not that. So everything is always trade-offs and compromises. So people need to think, okay, what do I value? So I, so I did this when I was in my early 20s, late, mm-hmm. late teens, early 20s. I really had to think about this because, you know, I studied at Oxford University. A lot of my friends, as soon as they graduated, people were just looking at, okay, what's the highest paying field? Investment banking, boom, like so many people yeah. run off, rush off it, you know, and okay, we just want to make, they were seeing the salaries, people were making these bonuses, whatever, cool, like people just flood into investment banking. And I was like, you know, and I felt that, I kind of felt that pull as well, you know, like, oh, okay, lots of people are doing it that. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, but yeah. then I'm like, wait, what do I, what do I value? Like, what am, what are my values? And I learned early, one of my big ones is freedom and autonomy. Hmm. So I would rather... You know, there was a time period where I knew for a fact, like some of my friends were making multiples, multiples of what I was making, but they were the ones jealous of me Yeah, because I'm the one who's able to like work when I want. You know, I, I don't want to take Monday off. I'm taking Monday off. Oh, I want to go do this. I want to go do that. I was just be able to live my life and do whatever I wanted. So I'm yeah. talking to my friends and they're stuck in the office and they're like, man, you're so lucky. I'm like, dude, you make five times as much as me.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. But I'm the one who's able to do this. So, you know, or what about health? Right. If you're working so many hours. How many people run their health into the ground because they're chasing money a lot mm-hmm. a lot does that make sense right? I mean your health is worth more than money and yeah. if you if you doubt that, talk to somebody who has got like a serious health problem <laughs> and, oh. a, and a lot of money and see which one they would rather you know if you've got some look
2: you know, straight, not even straight.
1: just not even just health even age yeah. even age okay you know would would you um would you swap positions with Warren Buffett? No. Why? You don't want that money? How much is he worth?
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't, no, I just, well, I mean, I, I won't sort of anybody. Okay, let's say you can still have your life, but let, let's just
1: say you're just swapping. Say you're swapping bank balances and age, just those two factors.
0: You wouldn't do it. Well, no, I'm okay with money though. Right? Okay. If I was poor. But w- okay, even if you were poor,
1: would you do it? If you were broke, would you do it? Well, it depends you, but, how, but, but, then, but then you also have to take on his age. How old is he? How old's Warren Buffett? 85? Maybe. Maybe older. How old's Warren Buffett?
0: No, I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No, the why? answer is no, I wouldn't. Yeah, but why? Because you know that well, you're you... Well, he's going to die soon. Yeah, you know your
1: youth yeah. and your time is val- worth more than yeah. billions and billions... Uh, how old is he? 91. 91,
0: right? <laughs> you, 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 you know that okay, but, age... Okay, but say someone was 10 years older, you probably would, Right. Yeah, but you probably would. Yeah, the, the, I know what so, you're so, saying with so, health, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so,
1: so there's a trade off with like time, health, like age. So I'm like, just thinking, I'm just, but this is the point of the conversation, yeah. right? Because most people don't even think about this. Like, okay, yeah. what, what's that value hierarchy? Is the most important thing just having as much money as possible? Yeah. Some people, on, on a, like, as a knee jerk, you might want to say yes. Yeah. But then you really think about it and you're like, no, actually, there's things that are way more important it, than the, having.
0: The thing with someone in their 20s is they're usually healthy, though. Yeah. The thing is, like, because because you know, I'm like 40, and uh, I a year and a half ago, I was in the you know when the lockdown started, I started yeah. training every day in, in the gym mm. in my gym because it was closed, obviously. Um, and I got a slip disc Ooh. in my back, yeah. and I remember I was like laying here, and I thought I would literally give every single penny in my bank <laughs> <laughs> to like yeah. to like get rid of this. Yeah. It was so bad; I couldn't walk. I had my legs in the air. I, and I remember I was like, oh my god, like you yeah. know. And so when it comes to health, mm-hmm. you know, um, I always, I always think, yeah, priority. it is more of a priority. Yeah. And but when you're young, you don't care, right? You know, this is this is a thing. I didn't really care that much mm-hmm. when I was younger. I care more now. Mm-hmm. Um, but but when I look, you know, I'm not dissing my friends or anything yeah. like because I'm still friends with my friends from school and yeah. stuff. Um, I'm probably the healthiest mm-hmm. by far. Like you know, probably the fittest. You know, mm-hmm. but then. They've got loads of kids I don't have kids It's mm-hmm. very different You know it's see, the, see, th- Factors this, are different this is, you know. the,
1: this is the thing Right You know It's it's all Like I said Everything is trade-offs And compromises mm-hmm. Right And so You people Because the equation Is different for everybody Yeah And people need to be Honest with themselves People need to be You know Some people are It's okay to not be driven By money Yeah Right It's okay to not be driven That strongly by I don't know uh, romantic relationships, or having tons of le- like, there's some people who just want to work, like they just want to do yeah. their work, and they're very willing and happy to sacrifice other potential things in life because they just want to do, yeah, their, they just want to do their work. There's other people who are like, you know what, I enjoy just like traveling and surfing and doing this and doing my hobbies or whatever, and like as long as I've got enough money coming in, yeah, then that's fine. And that person shouldn't feel like, oh, well, that guy's more driven by money, so I should be. It's like just just work work out what it is for. Yourself And like I said, I don't think a lot of people like they just kind of keep going with life. Like they just go, 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 yeah. go. And they don't take that moment to think, okay, wait, hang on. Yeah. What do I, what do I actually want? Not, not what is society force feeding me or what did my parents tell me yeah. that my priority, like what do I actually want, want and what do yeah. I value and what do I prioritize? Cause but, you're not going to be able to, you can, you can do your best to maximize everything, but it's rare to be able to, like, maximize... You, it's impossible to maximize everything. Yeah. Like, you, you can't, because it, it's trade-offs. And if you're doing one thing, it means you're not doing another thing, right? Yeah. But that's fine. Say you've, you've got... Oh, yo, you, you're a family, you're married, and you've got kids, and you're spending some time, you know, just chilling with your family. You know, you could be out hustling and making more money, right? Yeah. But, no, you value that time there. Yeah. Yeah. More than that time there, it, so it is.
0: The thing is, it's our environment, isn't it? It's because mm. like, a lot of people finish uni and they're in huge debt. Yes, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Well, I have to get a job. I can't go traveling. I have mm-hmm. to get a job because I've got to pay off my debts." i mm-hmm. um. So some people don't have the option. That's why I said I remember when I was young and I was like, you know,
1: hey, like, can I can I jump
0: in? Go on. They chose that. Yeah, well, so they I, have the option. They yeah, they, they chose do. that. No one's
1: for, you're not forced to go to university and get in debt
0: no 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 they're not but they are incentivized by it right it's easy to go to university and that's the problem with the government that's why i said that if i made a rule it would be like pay for every person (laughs) at the end of their degree to go away for three months Mm. or pay for their flight Mm. at least and make them travel so that they get to experience the world a bit but the problem is and it also depends on your mum and dad right if you've got parents that are like you need to do this you need to do all that you kind of a lot of kids want to like you know it's a social like, like the yeah. output yeah. thing you know yeah. absolutely but so, but this is the thing yeah. that,
1: that's what growing up is though right it's if you if you think of growing up like again i'm 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 not a parent yet um i'm, an, I'm I've got nine nieces and nephews so i, I kind of see this very much in action yeah. but if you think of like the process of growing up it's and i've never really articulated this before but if you think of it really it's it's a slow and gradual transfer of like skills, knowledge, and responsibility yeah. from your parents and other figures over to you. So if you think of like a newborn baby, it's zero 100, right? Like newborn baby, no autonomy at all. Yeah. No responsibility, no accountability, no nothing. All you yeah. do is sit there and poop and cry and scream, right? Parents the 100%. Right? <laughs> parents 100%. Right? And then, you know, five year old, yeah. 1090. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, ooh, you get to like, you know, your teen at teens. Yeah. It's closer to a I don't know. I don't know the numbers. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, a, fi- yeah. a 50 50 kind of thing. And then eventually you become an adult. And I would say, you know, the parental role never goes all the way to zero and it shouldn't. Doesn't. Right. But it's now like, OK, it's like 95 5 or like 98 2 yeah. or whatever. Like you are you're a grown man. Yeah. you know you might seek your parents advice or something and whatever and you still respect them and whatever yeah. but if they've done their job properly you are now on that thing and then if you choose to have children in the future yeah. you then repeat that process and it's like this gradual transfer and it's like that's actually kind of cool like that's actually kind of like the wave and chain of humanity that's how yeah. we how we all got here like everything has just been passed down and passed down and yeah. passed down
0: you saying that though i was talking to my mom at new year she was around my house mm. and um We're talking about, I was talking about, um, because I was talking to someone, it's like when you meet someone for the first time, that's how you treat them for the rest of your life. Mm. And what I mean by that is like my friends from like when I grew up, like Leroy and stuff, they still talk to me, you know, like I'll meet someone now and they'll see what I've done and whatnot and go, oh, I'm going to ask this guy for this, this advice, right? But my mum, I asked her and I was like, I was like, mum, how old do you think I am? And she went 11 i was like <laughs> and i was like do you really still see me as 11 she's like you're 11 yeah. and I, and she worries like crazy you know oh, yeah i've got five sisters my mum, their job worrying man. family but um but that's the thing like that's the other thing is when you meet someone for the first time that's how you treat them forever right mm. so um and yeah you know, this it's just a society is such a weird complicated thing that you know it, it's, it's why yeah. it's
1: so interesting though you know that's why we can if there's a subject I could talk about forever, it would just be like society and culture and like human, human dynamics. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm very much, um, if there's something I'm ultra interested in to infinite depth, it's just like what I'd call the human condition. Yeah. I'm so interested by, it's why I'm interested in, in, in history and psychology and uh, politics and social stuff and religious stuff. And it's just like, why are we like this? You know, like, yeah. why, why Why do we do what we do as individuals, yeah. as societies, as, as nations? Yeah. Why, why is it like, why, why are we like this? Like what is
0: going on here? And I'm like you, yeah. like you're talking about liberty earlier. Is that like, like I really like people. Mm. I think everyone's got good in them. Mm. Right. Loads of people piss me off all yes, the time. Right? So. Even, <laughs> you know, even my mum. still, as soon as i walk in the door, like, oh, what, what, how are you doing this? But like, you know everyone's got good in them but i think the angle you come from is what i come from is that i want everyone be, to be free enough mm-hmm. to go and explore as much as possible mm-hmm. you know so that they can be happy and become what they want to be in life mm. as soon as you put lockdowns in you put all these things on people you it's not like i'm coming from one side like ultimately it's not fair no. you know and that's where it's coming from it's like it's not fair the rules aren't fair yeah. that's what i say a lot with you know the podcast when I come from the business side of things is that like if you look around the world it everything comes down to opportunity if there's no if there's no opportunity there's crime mm. right no matter how you look at it mm-hmm. you know I had um, the guy um, Raphael Rowe do you know who that is he does the prisons all around the world oh no I don't he, he on Netflix he's, okay. he's got he goes to all the craziest prisons in the mm. world and when you watch those you you know they trade they don't trade money in prisons they trade cigarettes yeah or whatever it is right so You know, and you look at the opportunity there and what's, you know, the governments are just like terrible. It's Mm. like there's no opportunity. And so it's crime. We've got it good here. We've got a pretty good system. You know, it can't, it's not, I wouldn't say it's fair, but everyone's got, you know, if you work hard, Mm. you know, you're good at something, you're going to be all right here.
1: What makes you say it's not fair? I'm Um,
0: curious. Well, Tax. I think, like, it, like, I've got two of my best mates are plumbers, mm. right? And so VAT, right, when you look at tax, I can go into this. I literally could be an accountant. It's so, like, <laughs> I've had to learn so much, and it's so boring. But VAT, once you get to a certain, Connor will probably know, because he's, like, self-employed. When you get to a certain level, you have to start paying VAT. Mm-hmm. When I zoom out, and I go, why is that there, that level? I think it's because they don't want people earning more than 70 grand, mm. You know, because if you go over it, you still have to start paying 20% on everything. It makes no sense. Mm. So what's a great way to keep society under 70 grand? Mm. Put in a tax law. And then all of a sudden, everyone just is like, I'll earn 55 grand Mm. or 50 grand. Mm -hmm. And then that'll be it. Like you shut people off. It's like putting a ceiling, a blind, it's like an invisible ceiling on everybody. Mm. And so when I think about fairness and all this kind of stuff, I don't think... All that type of stuff is fair. I don't think tax is fair. I don't yeah. think the way you know. It's like even when I I remember people back. I can go into this. Well, for welcome, someone.
1: welcome to libertarianism. Like like <laughs>
0: marriage, right? Um, back in the day, you get a tax break for marriage. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Right. I I my dad used to say. I always used to ask why yeah. for everything. And yeah. He said I used to annoy the shit out mm-hmm. of him, you know, because I was just trying to understand stuff. And I was like, why do you get a tax break f- for being married? Because they obviously want you to be married. Uh-huh. Why do they want you to be married? They, they want you to have kids and stay in the country because that's how our economies work. Mm-hmm. You earn money and you spend it in your country. Mm-hmm. You know, the more you leave, the more money leaves the country. Mm-hmm. Right? And so when you look at all the rules, and I saw an interesting um, uh, interview of Elon Musk, um, and he was saying about, if he, he was in government, what would he do? I don't know if he saw it. Mm. But he said the problem with government is that there's so many laws that are just not relevant. Yes. He said it's like Gulliver's Travels. Mm. He's like, <laughs> you, you're basically this giant, right? But the, you've got like a million ropes holding you down, right? But one of them alone wouldn't hold you down. Yeah. But a million will, right? And the problem is like 99% of these are, are useless nowadays. Yes, They've yes. been around for 100 years. Mm-hmm. And so, when I think of fair, what's fair? I think it's not fair because Gulliver's Travels, Mm -hmm. like that's a good analogy, Um, because there's all these laws that are stopping people from doing things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just um, it's just unfair. It's interesting because the the word fair tends to have different
1: meanings to people depending on their political um, and ideological views. Mm. So fair fair is one of those really interesting words because if. if, you know, like a, a, a lefty or a socialist says fair, they mean something very different to someone who's more like libertarian or ANCAP, yeah. which might mean something different to someone who's more like kind of like traditionally conservative or whatever. So it's one of those kind of uh, loaded words in a way. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's, it's interesting. Like, I, don't, I, it, I, I I agree with what you're saying there.
0: If, but the thing is, if you always come from a point of fairness, mm. well, I do it people that work for me. Yeah. you know I'm like well what's fair mm-hmm. it's like how much work have you done Yeah, it, okay so this is what you should get mm-hmm. right? is that fair mm-hmm. no okay well then you can have more mm-hmm. you know but if you know it's all, if you come from an angle of fairness yeah, like everything will be okay Yeah, I think personally but yeah. the, you know the, the, when, the, when you come to like talk about like um, politics and stuff like that it's like okay when it talks, it's not fair mm. I remember a comedian I saw at Edinburgh Festival years ago and he went why isn't there an app where we all vote on all the laws. He mm. goes we've all got we've all got iPhones now. Yeah. When they're passing instead of like you needing like congressmen or whatever it is yeah. to pass a law, why doesn't everyone get it pop up on their phone and go we're going to introduce pronouns. Yeah. Terrible idea. Yeah, so well, at least everyone could vote, right? It wouldn't work. It'd be terrible. What the app? The whole idea is terrible. The app idea. No, just the whole idea.
1: Of what what he's proposing Pronou- pronouns no not the pronouns specifically the, oh everyone being able to vote like that uh, well,
0: well okay yeah it's just an idea yeah, but there's no, some interesting there's idea, part but, of that idea that i think yeah. that could be introduced yeah the problem and, is
1: see this this is the thing with humans right it's i'm going to say something that might be unpopular but like i'm not totally sold on democracy Really
0: well, yeah no that's cool. I,
1: I'm not because it's just manu- majority rule. So that idea, if it's just like okay, we get over 51% on the voters on something yeah. and that means that it passes, that's actually not a that's not a good system like that's terrible if well, you think about it.
0: Okay then okay, what what's a, what's a better
1: system? or I'm not even look there's no there's certainly no perfect system no, no, right And no. I'm not no. saying that every aspect of democracy is like a bad thing or whatever, but I'm saying you know democracy is kind of like a sacred cow. Um, even though we certainly haven't been living in a democracy for the past few years anyway. Right. Um, but the, okay, because because even what I was saying before, say the politics of resentment, okay? So there's three of us at this table, okay? Um, okay, you, you've, you've got a lot of money. All right, what if we have a Democratic vote that we put a 90% tax on you and redistribute it to us? All right, we vote two two against one, cool. There we go, that's the
0: problem right? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so, I wouldn't, have, if that was the rule, if that was the rule beforehand, I yeah. wouldn't have earned the money. Yeah. I'd have been like bollocks to it. Yeah, yeah, right? that, that creates, a, that's
1: why communism doesn't work. Yeah, um. it's, it's a, and exactly,
0: socialism. Part, and all this. Part,
1: of why, yeah, part of why it doesn't work, because the, inc- yeah. the incentives are screwed up. But the thing is like, you know, the thing is as well, for, for something like that to also work, I mean, we already have a huge problem, which is that, and I don't, I, I really don't want to sound like I'm talking down to people, because I freaking love people, but, most people are not very well informed. Yeah. Particularly politically. Yeah. Like people don't, most people are actually relatively apolitical, like they don't really have some strong political ideology or ideas. Like most people don't really know all the ins and outs of this. Right. So if you, if you say, say that app existed and you know, something comes oh okay, let's, let's have a vote on bill X, Y, like, I don't even know. Right. Some, some weird thing. And people are like, realistically, most people are going to go,
2: like, uh, why? <laughs> you know? yeah, so,
1: sounds right. Or like, sounds But You kind of see even, even the way it's worded and whatever, people will just got to, will go be a fact that. checker. Yeah. I mean, the, the, cause this, all, this already <laughs> happens. Like this already happens. Okay. So let's take the real numbers. I don't, 80 million Americans voted for Joe Biden. Apparently. Apparently. Okay. Out of those 80 million, how many do you think like, how many of them even knew a policy? Oh, none of them. Do you see what I mean? It's like a, it's it, a popularity was, it was context, just, a, I don't like Trump. Biden, right yeah. like yeah. that's it's, literally as simple yeah. as millions of people's decision would have been right yeah. it's like okay what are your top five joe biden policies if yeah. you, I, I bet you if you ask that I, no i'd be surprised know. if more than
0: 10 percent of people that's why the will work because <laughs> because it's a popularity contest right like yeah. boris if you had a nap where everyone gets, gets to vote on everything the, the, the thing is as well is that i've paid a lot of tax yeah right but i don't think i get more of a say than a student Right. Because I've been a student and I've changed the way I think, look at things. Mm. So even though I've paid more tax, you know, and I'm talking I, I, probably a huge amount more yeah. than a student. I, I don't. Democracy. I'm agreeing with you in like talk, democracy yeah. is not the best, but it's a, it kind of works because it's fair. I don't know. There's, there's, we all get a, a vote because my opinions changed in the last 20 years. Massively. Is, it, is it fair? Maybe maybe you should have more of a say. No. Why not? i
1: I'm, I'm saying there's a case for both, by the way.: Yeah I'm not, no I'm not saying like, I'm saying it should be X. I'm well, just saying,
0: then I think people like, like in my position would mm-hmm. vote, not necessarily me, but if you only let people in power or money vote, mm-hmm. you, you end up in a lockdown. Or, you know what I mean? You end up in this horrible, like, 1% all the money. Yeah. It's not it, fair. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think it can. I think there's arguments on both, is yeah. what I'm
1: saying. Like, yeah. I don't think it's as...
0: It can always be improved.
1: Yeah, right? I, look, what you're saying, I, yeah. I think there's a strong argument that to vote, you should have to have some skin in the game. Yeah. Right? Like, if you are not even, you know, you're paying no taxes, you're not participating, like, you haven't, you know, yeah. done anything, like... I'm not even saying you shouldn't be able to vote. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm yeah. not proposing anything here. I'm just yeah, doing yeah. a thought experiment. Yeah, yeah. There is an argument that, okay, if you're going to vote, you should have some... Because in the yeah. past, you know, it was based around things like, um, you know, mili- you know mil- being eligible, putting yourself up. You have to be eligible for the military draft, or you have to, like, own yeah. land, or you have to pay taxes. You know, you have to at least, like, work. Yeah. You have to contribute something to society. You can't yeah. just be, like, that guy sitting... You know, you're just sitting there bitching yeah. <laughs> and then, then you're know, throwing your votes. And so I don't know. Like, I don't know the answer. I mean, there's lots, yeah. of, there's lots of questions around this. I mean, there's even questions around like voting age. Yeah. If anything, I some people are like, oh, the voting age should be reduced. I'm like, are you crazy? Yeah. Like, what the heck's a 15? you like, 15, 15-year-olds don't know jack,
0: right? You're it'll, it, it'll be funny, though, you know, seeing him Biden having, trying to market to them. It's millions of 15-year-olds Actually, just coming? doesn't he market quite well to kids? Oh boy. Yeah. Really? <laughs> she I'm just definitely, kidding, definitely <laughs> sniffs them. I mean, look, there's an
1: argument that there's an argument that the voting age should be raised, right? That it should be raised. Maybe it should be like um 25, like when your brains oh, when your brains actually finished developing. I don't know. I don't know like they, look, there's no perfect system, like yeah. you said. Everything is trade-offs. Yeah. Um and I, I I think someone's done uh there are quite a few people I think who have like deduced that the best, the best form of rule in theory would be a benevolent dictatorship. Yeah, the problem, of course, is human beings. So, like, you, the, the ideal thing would be to just have I don't know Jesus as like <laughs> a perfect human being is just like the king and the authoritarian, and what he says goes. There's no like parliaments and congresses and like all this yeah. squabbles like there's not all this nonsense there's just like one guy but he is perfect morally yeah right that would be that would actually be the ideal but of course yeah. this person does not exist and if you gave anybody well, that kind of power who's a normal human being
0: it's gonna go and very, also very bad. also the bad guys will create laws around him and then take him out of power uh, yeah ex- exactly it's, it's messy man humans are messy i've got a question for you right yeah. this is what because we're talking you know like this is quite I don't know it's quite funny if at the start of the pandemic we swapped out Dr. Fauci mm-hmm. for David Goggins oh wow how do you think it would have played out oh jeez. <laughs> it,
1: it would have been over within, a, within two months it would have been over <laughs> without, I'll, I'll tell you another really interesting thing about this whole pandemic situation yeah. and a lot it's not a point I've heard many people make it was only enabled by modern technology if this had happened even 20 years ago, they tried. none of it, 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 would, it would have been over within a month. They tried it, right, with SARS. Yeah, it, would, it wouldn't have worked. It's all been enabled by technology. Yeah. Right? Even lockdowns. The only reason lockdowns, you can't do a lockdown in uh, many countries. Like lots of African countries, for example, you can't do it. No. Because the technology does not allow it. You can't just tell people, oh, stay home and work from home and do Zoom calls and do remote learning in school. What the frick are you even talking about? Yeah. I need to go to work. Like, get out of my way. I need to go to work. I need to feel my... My kids need to go to school. Like, yeah. what, like, Zoom, what's a Zoom thing you're talking about? You haven't even got internet. We haven't even got electricity, right? Like, our society has progressed so far. This is what I'm saying. Like, we've, we're reaching a stage where people are becoming slaves to technology. Mm-hmm. Technology used to free us. And now, if you're not careful, I wouldn't be surprised if humanity ended up making itself almost extinct through its own creation via technology or or if a time comes where people just end up becoming complete, people are already kind of slaves to technology if you think about it in, in, in light ways, but you can foresee a future, especially with the progress of like AI and robotics and Mm. VR where people truly become slaves to technology. And that just becomes, you know, rather than it being something that helps you and saves your time and frees you, it's like, okay, this thing is now just your master.
0: What do you and think of VR? Uh, what do you think of Meta?
1: Mm, I'm doing a concert in the Metaverse in a couple weeks. Um, it's actually my first booking of 2021 is in the Metaverse.
0: Who by? Um, it's with,
1: it's going to be in a place called Astro Cafe, which is run by Gridzone Dow. So, um,
0: Wait, so what metaverse. company, is it company that's booked grid, grid yeah. to Gridzone,
1: yeah. Gridzone. Um, what do you think of it, honestly? I think Technology. In general, one thing I've learned is technology is inevitable. So you can resist stuff. You can get flat and bite. You can push against it. But if there is a technology out there that people find true value in, you're not going to be able to stop it. It's going to
0: happen. I don't think
1: there's any value in it. You may not, but other people said the same thing about the internet, Amazon, social media, smartphones.
0: The thing is, people
1: say the same thing about Bitcoin.
0: Who wants to go like this? Look at the screen like this millions, all day. Millions of people. But when you when you have it on you, yeah. you go dizzy. Yeah. Right. You, you get motion sickness. Some people I, don't. I. So here's my theory. Okay. Like, might be wrong. Okay. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> is that Facebook Zuckerberg? Who's? Is he a fucking cyborg? I don't even know. Well, I what don't even f- know. What is it, that person? The jury's out. I don't even know. I reckon. Oh, God knows. Is get him on he, the podcast wait what What are those things clones that those clones those people make I don't know anyway so he's putting his whole business like billions and stuff, billions of dollars into an idea to me mm. I've done I've used VR yeah. it makes no sense I get motion sickness mm. I don't want to do it is the power all the money who you know because Blackwell all these people own Facebook they own all these companies are they trying to get kids to wear these so that they can send them adverts and mm. send them messaging? Right? And get them completely brainwashed on stuff at a young age. Mm-hmm. Right? Because ultimately you're not gonna see adults wearing these, you know? I can't see it. I'm you not will. gonna wear one. I just it doesn't make any sense. I get sick, I get motion sickness. You, you you will. Is it a way of indoctrinating kids into messaging? I mean, they're already you see you see like mm. mums and dads. I saw a video of mum and dad mm. and their kids are getting ads. It recognises the age of the kid that looks looking at the iPad. And it's sending them what, through the camera. A, yeah, through the camera. Okay, that's it, sketchy. Well, you got face recognition of oh, everything, okay, right? Yeah. So it recognizes their age, sends them ads about transgender, all this kind of mm, stuff mm. in games. Okay. Right, and they said this couple. They did a video. I can't remember what I saw But they like they went on, but they went straight onto the game, right? Because the mum saw it or the dad saw it. Mm. And they went straight on the game, played it for an hour, didn't see the ad. Yeah. The kid went on it, came up straight away. Really.
1: That's, yeah. Okay. That's that's sketchy. That's nefarious.
0: That, so when when I look at the metaverse, right, I wouldn't put billions into that. It makes no sense. I can't see the logic behind it. Yeah. See, the thing is, but if there's a power yeah. reason, okay. if there's a reason to like indoctrinate kids, mm. you know, into believing stuff by sending ads through this thing, mm. then that's that makes more sense financially, mm-hmm. on a grander scale. I hope I'm wrong.
1: Yeah. I I see what you're saying. I don't think it. See, I, I don't think you have to go to a nefarious place to see what's going on, because the thing is, you know, it, it's interesting. I mean, in my own lifetime and in your lifetime, we've seen a lot of adoption curves of technologies. And I, I very much remember it's actually part of the reason why I'm so bullish on Bitcoin, because the way people talk about Bitcoin now is the same way people used to talk about Facebook. It's the same way people used to talk about Amazon. Used to talk about smartphones. Used to talk about email addresses. Used to talk about um, the internet in general. All right, you can go back, back and find ads saying, find newspaper articles and saying, you know, why why the internet is a fad. You know, why Amazon will. fail? Amazon was a laughing stock, right? People buying books online. Who buys stuff online? It's freaking ridiculous. No one's gonna buy stuff online. Imagine buy. putting putting your cards on putting your card details on the internet. That's crazy. That not, That's not that. that long ago, no. man. Right? You know the way people do social media. You know and and there are people who are totally resistant. I I know people who have never joined a social media network. Yeah. They're like I'm not doing that,
0: right? But what's the benefit yeah. of Matter though? What's the benefit of like putting a strap in a so, thing on your head? Because it's it's just an
1: extension. To me it's just an it's an extension of what we already do with social media. Is it? Yeah. It's just an extension. So okay, this conversation we're having right now. Yeah. Instead of me getting on a train and traveling 3 hours to come here to London.
2: Yeah.
1: Like we could do this podcast in the metaverse and it's like we are here and it's like we are talking to each other yeah so we can, so it's a step up from zoom right we can do a zoom call yeah right but what about actually we feel like we're actually here
0: well that that's but the reason I'm still
1: but i'm at home and you're at home
0: well i don't do that because mm. i feel like i get more out of conversation with someone sure but what so, if
1: what if but what if i was in another country what if i couldn't have made it here today i wouldn't have done it okay sure but yeah that, but you're you're one person Right, this is this is the thing. So just like there are people who are like, you know, I I screw screw Twitter. I don't want to use Twitter. I don't want to use Facebook. I don't use Instagram. That's fine. But there are still going to be millions of people who it appeals to. There's there's so many things
0: out there in the world. Okay, question. Go ahead. Anyone? Have you seen anyone do a podcast in the Metaverse? Not a podcast yet. Yeah, or it'll happen though it's it's, it's,
1: it's new of course of course dude I'm doing a concert in a couple weeks I'm doing a concert if I'm doing a concert then a podcast is a
0: step down I remember when I did the VR thing it was at a neighbor's house he's like a software guy Um, and I I was DJing in a club right and there was like 60 people in it Mm -hmm. this is a few years ago and I wasn't DJing because all I was doing is going like this with a thing and putting, it, putting a record on the thing, <laughs> yeah. but I was like into it yeah. for like five ten minutes, and I I, I got it, mm. you know. But I did like also I was like I haven't done it since and it hasn't bothered me.
1: It, it's going to happen, man. Yeah. It's um it's inevitable. Just like you know, in a couple in a in a decade or two, you're gonna have dudes having sex with robots. I don't want to have sex with a robot. Has no interest to me, but it's going to happen.
0: Wait, wait! You're not. You said it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Not you. It's not you. Not you. Yeah. Not me personally. Yeah. yeah, Because you said it's going to happen. No, but
1: the fact, just the fact that it has no interest to me. Yeah. I have no interest in football. Yeah. Right. Why do I want to watch a bunch of guys running around kicking a ball? Like it doesn't interest me. But that doesn't mean that oh, it doesn't interest me. So like, hundreds of millions or even billions of people are not going to be interested in it and want to participate in it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And there's going to be stuff that appeals to anybody yeah. and everybody and like i don't think um look you i think i suppose i think, I think you're, you're gonna have a small percentage of the population that totally checks out and like they they live in yeah. the metaverse just like you have people who like play 12 hours of video games every day or whatever they've been yeah. doing that for many years yeah. um there's going to be some people who totally check out but i think for most people it's going to be something it's going to be like social media where you dip in and you dip out and there's going to be you know, most people will just yeah. waste their time with it and let the tool use them. You're gonna have put people who become multi-multi millionaires, perhaps even billionaires, off of it through real estate. You get people buying land in the metaverse already. People are building properties there. People are like, it's going to be a whole realm. And it sounds weird now, and it sounds silly now. But again, go back to, I mean, what year did you get into Bitcoin? Mm, um, start at seventeen. Start at seventeen. Okay. Like when you, when you were talking to people about it, what were they saying? People um, who are more like normies, not super... Well, I
0: mean, I, I still have the same conversations. No. Yeah. Um, they go, they, here's how it goes. They go, what's Bitcoin? Yeah. And I go, what's money? Yeah. And they go, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's a medium of exchange. Okay. I'm like, you give me... Well, you don't give me cash anymore. Mm-hmm. I did a whole video about it, always, yeah. you know, about money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I say, what well, they go, well, explain Bitcoin. I'm going, yeah. well, explain money then. Mm-hmm. And they go... Oh, I can't explain money I'm, sure. go, I'm like well it's the same mm-hmm. it's basically the same yeah but no one uses it no not yet not yet so people do use it people do use it I know I'm, I yeah. love Bitcoin yeah. dude I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm, yeah, just tell, I, I'm, course, I'm just saying yeah. that the way people, that's what they were the way people talk yeah. about the
1: metaverse now yeah is how people talk about all previous technologies until they get I see what you're saying mainstreamed and what like to this day you know nine out of ten people still don't get Bitcoin yeah, right. no, to, to me and you, it might be like, I see a, what you're it, saying. it's kind of like a no brainer. We're like, guys, like,
0: how can you not? When someone explains, because I understand money, okay. all that kind of stuff. I've always understood money, always mm-hmm. been like, you know, when, when someone, when I heard about Meta, mm-hmm. I looked into it mm-hmm. and I tried to understand it. I still don't understand it. What, what When you say you don't, do you mean
1: you don't understand it or you don't, it doesn't personally appeal to you? Because those are different
0: things. No, no, I've done it. And I okay. DJ did that thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, it was good laugh. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if you're, but the way they're talking about it, like it's going to take over everything. I think if you did it like 20 minutes a day, yeah. that's still enough, yeah. right. To be something that you use. Mm-hmm. Like I probably use Twitter 30 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I was to be in the metaverse for 20 minutes a day. I want, I want to day, get down to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably about three. Yeah, yeah. three. Three hours. Hours a day on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. That's chaos. Um, but so, yeah, I, I kind of, you know, I just don't get having the thing strapped on your head and getting feeling sick. But by the way, that's going to change is it of course.
1: like it's we're talking early techno i mean early video like have you looked at like a, a play try to play like an you know remember the first game boy yeah. you try to play that now it'll make you sick really it's so low resolution the, no. gra- the it's so you sure the, you're not just getting
0: older in your eyes are nah, the, the, <laughs>
1: dude like the, the screen quality if you look at a game boy now like it's like it's it's just like if you watch like an old film on like a big tv like the 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 oh, pixelation it a, yeah. it's horrible like yeah. the screen the quality is horrible like because we've gotten so used to sharp like retina like, displays it, and whatever that just, when you then go back you're like geez like this is actually hard to look at do
0: you know what, saying that saying that it reminds me of like 3d films they yeah. tried to do that every five years since i was born yes and still people are just like oh, just want it on and on yeah but it was
1: really bad to begin with i mean i think with the new i haven't used like the new latest vr but the last one I used, like you could keep it on. Like I remember when it was like it really made you feel like, oh gosh, like this is horrible.
2: in the plank. Yeah, up. but
1: yeah, I have. But 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 that that's gonna change. Yeah. I mean, yeah. think of like when I was a kid. I remember. Again, remember, I'm, I'm only I'm 35 years old. But I remember when they couldn't even render a circle on a screen. Yeah
0: microsoft like, paint you know,
1: like you couldn't even draw a circle like they didn't have enough pixels to yeah. make a circle like it was yeah. all like squares or best an octagon at best right mm. and then just from now i mean you now look at like ps5 and xbox one and pc graphics oh, yeah, you're like great. holy moly like yeah. that's in a couple of decades like yeah. so the same thing is going to happen with vr i mean it's not going to be these you're going to go from even look look at look at phones look at the evolution of phones yeah Right. Like we used to be like <laughs> people pull out some huge antenna. The, the, the early mobile phones, have you seen the early ones where they had the briefcase? You've got a briefcase. Oh yeah. And it's like connected by a wire and it's yeah. like you pull out this antenna and whatever or even televisions like now televisions that's
0: because it was a need right people needed a mobile phone no they didn't like yeah they did communication uh, doing deals
1: not, not, none of this is a need man
0: yeah I mean communication it is but like well meta's not a need none of it is a need anything to do with Mark Zuckerberg v- I'm not v- involved v- video anyway. games
1: aren't a need social media is not a need the internet's not even a need
0: well, okay well you're getting like philosophical then no it's not a need what is a need Food,
1: water, air.
0: Sex. No, not even a need. Well, you've got to pro-
1: procreate, haven't you? Okay, yeah, okay, sorry, yes. yes. <laughs> I meant on- Unless uh, you know another way in the no, metaverse. No, no. Like, on, I'm not, yeah, not okay, sure no, Okay, se- se- sex, is, sex is a need on I a knew spe- you fucked robots. On, on a I knew se- <laughs> On a species level, yes. <laughs> on a species level. It's a need. On a, on an individual it's level, a, it's, it's a need. It's more of a want than a need. Yeah. Um but oh yes, on for the for the propagation of our species, yeah. yes, absolutely. I'm yeah. t i am was talking on an individual survival level. Yeah. yeah. Um Okay, but food, food, yeah, like food water so it's a bit boring. It's yeah, a bit yeah. Boring. But but the, those are the actual needs, right? Yeah, You're yeah. going to die if you do not get these things basic yeah. survival and that you know maslow's hierarchy of needs yeah um and then you can get into deeper stuff but like none our tech none, none of this stuff none of it is needs like we were humans were doing perfectly fine <laughs> you yeah. one could argue doing better <laughs> yeah before, before, before we had a lot of this stuff so bad, you know bad, bad. are human beings better off for having smartphones i'm, I'm not convinced i'm yeah, and, no, and I, that's say, a whole nother. And, and, I, and I say yeah. this is somebody who loves having a smartphone and being able to, to do what I do. But yeah. overall, was it a good thing for society? Was social media, is Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram are those net goods for society? Very debatable. Um, yeah. So I feel the same way about metaverse. It's absolutely not a need, um, but it's going to appeal to enough people in enough different ways, and you're going to be able to do cool stuff in there and the technology is going to change it's not going to always be some bulky headset they'll get down yeah. to a level where it's literally like
0: a pair of freaking glasses it might be like, a it would be a covid not, pass if, in if, your if, if not a oh,
1: yeah if not a freaking contact lens or something which you can just like
0: yeah and they'll be like take your jab <laughs> 6 p.m. <laughs> You've got something, that just like I mean, in, you're just an IV drip.
1: I mean, yeah. a Pfizer I mean, IV drip, just like constantly. Your, your gaming seat just wings around. Like, <laughs>
2: just, 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 just,
1: just wired in I mean, your arm. Have
0: you seen Equilibrium? <laughs> have you seen that film? Um, you need to watch Equilibrium. I don't think I have actually. Oh, it's 2000. I watched it again the other night. It's okay. um, Christian Bale, okay. early film you've got to watch Equilibrium. Yeah. Oh my God. It, it's mind blowing. Okay. I, I put it on Twitter. PB. Okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch I was it. like, you've got to watch it because it's basically happening. Mm. It's a sci-fi film in 2002, but it's okay. happening in like the Netherlands and Canada now. Oh, is this like it's people in? Well, like, it's all about, they get rid of feeling. Oh. Yeah? oh and I they inject all the it. time okay. to, so they don't have feeling and everyone, yeah. anyone caught feeling. And
1: everything's kind of black and white or? No, it's like more
0: like Matrix, kind of like okay. darker. It's, you know, it's, it's colorized okay. but anyone that's caught feeling or finding art in their house or whatever they get exterminated mm. and then he stops taking his meds i've heard of it. that's the journey it's i've heard amazing. of it but i haven't watched
1: it okay I'm, I'm gonna check it out maybe i'll even watch
0: it tonight oh god yeah, yeah. please do it's amazing um, to, um talking about uh the last couple of years what what are the positives that have come out of the last two years
1: oh man what personally or societally both personally um I've had the two most successful business years of my life. Surprisingly, Um, my business is, yeah, my business has flown. Um, I've increased my audience by a factor of up. Wow. In the past two years, I mean, beginning, beginning of 2019 on social media, I had about 50,000 followers. I've now got about 1.1 million across the channels. So, that's been major and more importantly than just those numbers I've had a real significant impact on I don't know how many people's lives and I've seen that like in real life I've traveled a lot actually despite all the nonsense over the past two years I've been to dozens of cities I've been to seven countries and I've been you know when I was in the USA for example I was doing meetups in different cities and I had like you know 50, 70, 80, 100 people come. out. Saw the pictures, yeah. yeah. just, cool. you know, at short notice, just bang, like, hey, a tweet, like, DM me if you want to hang out, and boom, like, 300 people DM me. Um, so that was incredible. Like, I love people, you know, for all my criticisms of people I've had on this podcast, I absolutely love human beings, and it's been so good to connect with people and bring people together and bring people hope as well, because through all of this, something that you, you need is hope. Human beings need hope, and I think that the level of despair the the powers that be have been able to create has been one of the darkest parts of all of this for me beyond the hostility and the division Mm. just making people feel like oh there's no hope you know demoralization there's nothing to look forward to we always need somebody to look forward to we always need to believe that things in the future are going to be better than now otherwise individually and societally we end up in a really dark place so that's all that
0: um, so I two think, questions there. We'll okay, talk about the ahead. future in a minute because sure. I think it's bad. Yeah. Right. Um, but the positive. What are the other positives that have come out of the last few years? Because one of the th- positives I think is that people have realised how corrupt everything is. Yes. Like media is the most bullshit thing. If it, if like it should be banned. Like the news, <laughs> the news should be banned. It's not. They're not ac- held accountable for anything. But I mean, ultimately. Like I know that you know, just people that I know, my friends and everything, my family and stuff. Yeah. Like they've all seen how corrupt, how bad things are, mm-hmm. and it's like it's really woke people up in that way. It's it's woke in a good way. Yes, you know. So I think that's one of the things in the cu- past couple of years that's been good I that agree. we can move forward with. Mm-hmm. But wow, what, what, what other things do you
1: think? This is this is a double edged sword, and I it's kind of dark, but I like the fact that everyone's played their hand. Mm -hmm. Everyone's played their hand in the past two years. Yeah. Every hidden authoritarian and hidden tyrant from high level to low level in society has been revealed. Everyone who is, you know, people who are courageous and who have aspects of bravery that was previously hidden or whatever, or very strong principles and ethics. They've also been revealed and they've been connected to each other. Mm. So I think it's phenomenal that through, Say the stuff I've been saying online, on podcasts, on TV, or whatever about this whole situation. This has now connected me to other like minded people across the entire globe. Yeah. Other people who are just like, wait, what's going on? Or like, let me ask some questions. So, you know, other critical thinkers, other people who, um, you know, it doesn't mean everyone's the same or has the same view, but just people who want to think.
0: Yeah. And people well, it's who. Well, how are, we've met. Exactly. People who Literally. are,
1: are pro liberty, people who are like, look, man, like, this is not right. Um, people should be able to live freely, make their own decisions. We shouldn't be bullying and shaming and harassing and coercing people and trying to force inject people. All all this nonsense. It's not, it's not right. Mm -hmm. So all those people have found each other. So I think that's powerful because I don't know what that leads to in the future, but I think there's been this awakening. There's been a, there's been a mass sleepening, (laughs) you know, like a mass hypnosis going on, but there's also been a mass awakening, which has happened. I don't know what the percentages are, But I kind of think that's good, because, and I think it's good for everyone to play their hand because it shows you the truth, you know. It it exposes the truth. So there could be people who, I don't know, I don't like to name names specifically, but if we're talking public figures, we can, right? The Justin Trudeau's of the world, the Scott Morrison's of the world, the Jacinda Arderns, the uh, Emmanuel Macrons, what? Like they've shown who they are. Yeah, they've shown that these are people who, if you give them a little bit of power. They're just mini dictators, Mm. right? They were kept in check before by the system because there wasn't some real or manufactured crisis that they could latch on to and have the people in such a state of fear that they can just do whatever they want and trample people's rights. And you've seen, so you've seen what people do with that power because, you know, we were talking before about money and about power. And I think you truly, truly see who people are when they get one or both of those things because they now have the means. If, If you get power over, I don't know, Um, you're put in power of a thousand people or a million people or or 10 million people, you have some power and authority over them. What are you going to do with that? Resign immediately. I can't be asked of anyone else's decisions. (laughs) Yeah. Like what are you going to do? I quit. Yeah. Like there, there are millions of people out there who they see that and now all of a sudden they become the abuser, right? They become the one. Okay. Well, I've got, I've got this power. So you've seen, we've been able to see what that looked like and it's ugly. It's kind of a negative at the same time, but it's it's just reality. It's just the truth. So it's like, okay, yeah. cool. Like beyond your smiling faces and your words and whatever, yeah. I now know what you're capable of. I know what you're up to. And I also know other people who also were in those positions where it's like, okay, and they didn't abuse it. Yeah, They still stood by the people. They actually represented the people they're supposed to represent. Yeah. They didn't be any more forceful or any more authoritarian or whatever than was necessary. And, and that's true leadership. I think too many people... Mistake authoritarianism and leadership. Yeah. I think true leaders understand that people have like capacity and capability, and you don't need to treat adults like infants. Um, you can give guidelines and yeah. provide an example, and they will follow you if you are yeah. a respectable person.
0: Do, do you think it showed who the mini dictators are, or do oh, you absolutely. think, or, or do you think it showed which people are in the pockets of power? Um, both. Because I think, I think it, I think it just, sh- I think it shows who's who are in the pockets of power.
1: I, I think it's both. I think it's both. I think, and and I mean this on low levels too. I am not just talking about politicians, right? Yeah. Even people like, I am sorry that so many millions of people had like lost friendships or you know had huge falling outs with family members and whatever over all of this, but also again, that's you finding out the reality, you know, if your friend no longer wants to be friends with you because you didn't take a jab maybe that wasn't really a friend mm. sorry to say right if yeah. you if your sibling does not want you to have you in their home unless you do this or that like that relationship was not as strong as what you thought it was right because mm. if it is if you have mutual respect with somebody you can you you respect you, res- you respect their decisions especially things that literally do not affect you like mm. it's just like okay like why? I don't need to force you to do that. Force it's, it's just like, cool, Like I, I respect you. Okay, this is my decision. That's your decision. Cool, like whatever. Anyone ever? No one ever lost a friend over a flu jab. No one ever lost a friend over any, all the other vaccines that ever existed. And all of a sudden people have been programmed to treat each other in this yeah. way. It doesn't make any sense. It's not scientific. It's not logical. It's not rational. It's not kind. It's not ethical. Mm. But some people have just been brainwashed hook line and sinker into it. And I, th- I think that's a shame. I think it's a huge shame and I think that the media is largely responsible for it and I think politicians are largely responsible but ultimately as individuals we are responsible for our actions for our words and for how we treat each other so yes the you know you could have a broadcast that's going on there telling me that I I should I should treat you badly um, or I should view you in a certain way but if I'm dumb or susceptible enough to just be like oh well the radio told me so I'm now going to you know, start attacking you. It's like, well, ultimately that's, ultimately that's on me. Like Mm -hmm. yes, there can be influences, but it comes down to those individuals. So I I think it's, I think it's good in the long term that this shaking up has happened. Um, I think it's sad in a lot of ways. I think it's revealed a lot of sad things and it's revealed a lot of things that are really dark. Like there's, there's something in particular, which is, really 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 dark for me that's been like revealed with all of this um but ultimately i think it's good because it's true it's truth
0: yeah it's a it's the great reset but in a good way <laughs> yeah it's a different kind of great reset it's more like a social one as opposed to like a power one yeah it's a bit like i mean the thing is i if i was to look on a say a graph say zero to a hundred two years ago we all hear about what we'd kind of know mm media hit us a lot of people went down there even i did i was like shit i'm scared of this you know a bit worried my mom was like fuck you i'm going to the supermarket she's <laughs> like so 75 years old i'm like no yes. mom don't go yeah. she's, like, Shut. she's like i'm <laughs> doing whatever i want and i was like she ended up getting a covid a year later end up in the hospital <laughs> oh, no, no joke she ended up in the hospital but like so sorry so people went down here yeah. and then after you know when data started coming out people started listening to people i think that awakening is Mm. is getting here now yeah so I feel like people that were like half and half like Mm. the sleep asleep people that didn't understand news and whatever you know I think it's gonna and this is just gonna keep going Mm. and like you know whether there's some kind of revolution like the Wembley stadium analogy the football (laughs) pitch getting invaded I feel like we're well on our way to invade football you know like invade a pitch
1: yeah and by the way like you know I, I don't knock anybody who had like fear like you know strong significant fears about this thing like in in the very beginning when there were so many unknowns like I very much recognize like I've done personality tests and I'm in like the bottom 2% of the entire population in a trait called neuroticism which means that like I'm not susceptible at all to negative emotions basically so it's very hard to like scare me or to yeah, make yeah. me anxious yeah, yeah. or depressed or anything like that which which has its pros and its cons so I recognize that like okay 98% of people are more neurotic than me so I'm always going to be the calmest person in any kind of real or manufactured crisis. Um, But the thing with me is just like, all right, bro, it's like 10 years. It's been two years, you know? So like, it's it's been two years. Everyone who wants their shots has got their shots. Like this has been going on forever. (laughs) So like, let's not still be acting like it's it's March, 2020 when it's January, 2022. Like it's not the same situation. Lots of stuff has changed. Um, The whole situation has changed. So much more information is out there, like trillions of data points from all these different countries. So we know the deal. Let's go. You've got enough places you can compare and see, okay, well, they're living, they've been living totally normally for 18 months. And these places have had all these lockdowns and restrictions, whatever. And oh, there's no no difference. (laughs) In terms of like the actual stats, it's like, okay, well, so this is not necessary, but instead they're just going harder and harder and harder. And I'm just like,
0: I hear you. Yeah. Lastly, let's not talk about COVID. Because yeah. like, we've been here a little while. This is my yeah. longest podcast. I, I, I had so many notes to That's talk all to all you good, about. No, I was so good. excited. Um, talk about Bitcoin. Yeah. What's your thoughts on Bitcoin? I've just li- literally, before this, I did an NFT video because people are okay. asking. What's your thoughts on NFTs and Bitcoin? Or, or NFTs? Ooh, let's okay. go I, NF, NFTs. NFTs?
1: Yeah. Um, so, I, I own a couple. I've been given a few. Given? Yeah, I've been given a few. Um, I think... Given to market? No, just like people give me stuff. Oh, okay. They like me. So (laughs) um, my thoughts on NFTs. I think it's a cool and interesting idea. Um, And I think it's, I I think there's going to be various mania and fad phases with them. But I think that the technology regardless has value in it and is going to be used throughout the future, you know. Mm. Um, Digital ownership, just like we were talking about the metaverse before, you know, some buying buying digital land right now or buying like a JPEG for 100 grand or whatever is going to sound ridiculous to a lot of people. Um, But human beings value scarcity and human beings like to collect things and people like to have exclusivity and stuff like that. So that technology that makes NFTs have their value is here to stay it's just it's just a digitized version of doing something that's always existed yeah. as far as i'm concerned so i don't know what stage it's in like one could argue that nfts are currently in a bubble or not but yeah. regardless of like bubbles it's the same with crypto as a whole sure you're gonna get bubbles you're gonna have them pop you're gonna have them pop you can have huge corrections and stuff mm. but the technology remains the technology and if there's value in it and people the thing the thing with value in general is it's 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 quite subjective yeah, when people say that something has value or it has no value, it's like, well, it's kind of subjective. Like if people value it, then people value it. Um, I, I don't I don't set those rules. Mm-hmm. Right. Just because I wouldn't pay. I don't know. It's in everything. There's a lot of people who wouldn't pay. There's a lot of people who wouldn't pay a thousand pounds for a watch, let alone ten thousand or a hundred thousand mm-hmm. pounds for a watch. Like you can go buy a watch for a hundred thousand pounds. Right. Some people are like that's absolutely bonkers. Right. Some people are like even if I had millions I wouldn't buy that, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. fair enough, right? But then for someone else, it's like, well, someone else values it that much. Yeah. Or painting. Oh, I just bought a painting for ten million pounds. It's like, okay. I, I don't think I'd buy a painting for ten million pounds personally.
0: Not many people will.
1: But even if I had the Mava funds, but it's like, well, some people will. So yeah. who am I to say that it's not it's not valuable? You know, yeah. it's like when people try to say, Oh, Bitcoin has no value. It's like, well, it's the most valuable currency in the world. Yeah. Definitionally.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> If you can take one Bitcoin right now and be like, all right, I'm going to sell this and you get like 45 or $48,000 or whatever it is right now back in return, then you can't then say that it has no value because people value it and are willing to buy it at a very high price. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Value is, that's what I talked about in the video value. Yeah. Because a JPEG, you know, an image is the value is what it took someone to do it. Did it take 10 minutes on an app or did it take them, like three weeks. Doesn't even matter. Yeah.
1: That, that's not even what sets the price. It could have taken 10 minutes and it could still be worth a huge amount. You
0: know? Yeah, I suppose. But yeah. you've invested in Bitcoin long long time ago or? 2017. Yeah. Yeah. What made
1: you do it? Actually, it was a pretty easy sell for me once I understood it. Yeah. Um, I wish I, like, like a lot of people, I wish I got into it earlier because I had heard about it earlier mm-hmm. um, being a computer science graduate, but like I never bothered investigating it until 2017. And then as someone who's pretty libertarian-minded, the concept of, um, you know, an uncensorable, unconfiscatable, uh, non-government-owned currency with a limited cap was like an obvious that can be like sent worldwide without intermediaries and third parties and whatever with relatively low fees. No brainer to me. Like it I, I didn't need to be sold on it that hard. I was just like, that's a great idea and that's gonna be very valuable in the future.
0: I'm going to El Salvador, I told you, didn't I? Yeah, you did. In two weeks. You're gonna see the you're gonna meet the president? I wish. Yeah. He is the coolest dude ever.
1: Yeah, message him. Have you messaged him? No. He seems pretty open to like meet people and stuff.
0: Yeah, he's probably quite busy.
1: So? Give yeah. it a shot.
0: I'll tell him I know you.
1: Do it. <laughs> I don't know if does. Does he follow me? I don't know if he follows me. I know the mayor of Florida follows me. He's really into Bitcoin. Does he? Yeah. Francis Suarez? Yeah. 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 He seems cool. Yeah. I want to get him on my podcast, actually.
0: Yeah. Um, my plan is to look, because I'm, I'm currently building a house in Costa Rica. Okay. Um, and uh, El Salvador's an hour away. And obviously it's tax-free so when it comes to if someone says tax free I want to learn right not that I'm going to move there or anything like that because crime's pretty high still apparently but I'm going over there for three nights after Costa Rica trip just to check it out and I might buy a bit of land okay because it's quite cheap and I'm going over with two friends and uh yeah i might. I don't know Bitcoin City is a big thing dude man you know see what happens something, something people forget as well is that
1: you know places come up quickly so just because somewhere yeah. f- Was like a good place to live In the 90s Or the 2000s Or the 2010s Or whatever yeah. Doesn't mean It's going to continue that way Over the next few decades And vice versa Yeah right? Especially now Yeah
0: at like the last two years Yeah yeah
1: exactly So There are a lot of places Both countries and cities Where people kind of like Look down on them Because I mean look somewhere like If you want to see A crazy example Look at a place like Singapore And Dubai
2: mm-hmm. like
1: Some of the most desirable Places to live right now Like 50 years ago It didn't even freaking exist Right mm-hmm. like like, it's because of tax rate nothing to say. yeah but but like somewhere <laughs> somewhere can go to from something that's like not even like considered yeah so there's places right now that people you know so if you say El Salvador someone might be like, oh that's a you know yeah you know but great, great, people turn their noses down a little but then it's like well in 10 20 30 years time even once, five, yeah, t- yeah, yeah yeah exactly hype, like st- st- hype, st- 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 stuff happens stuff happens quickly you're seeing this in the USA if, like with the you know, you're seeing like in our childhood, the like cool and most desirable and most prosperous and nicest areas of the USA that, that for most people internationally were certainly, you know, New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles. Yeah. You wouldn't, I wouldn't go there if you paid me now. There you go. Right. And now places are coming up. Miami, Austin, uh, Nashville, like other pl- Dallas, like uh, places are coming up. Places are yeah. changing. People are moving You're seeing migration happening. So just because somewhere is not as developed or far along now as you want it to be, don't count it out for the future. I think people need to be, I think a big takeaway from everything we've been talking about is just like looking towards yeah. the future and just yeah. kind of seeing where, seeing where the ball is going, see where the puck is going and running yeah. or skating in that direction rather than looking back at the past and being, oh, well, this place was great in 1995. Yeah. So that's where I should go.
0: That's common in America You look at Detroit You know Mm. Car You know General Motors Or was it Ford that was there Same thing happened in uh, in Luton Really Luton Man
1: When I was like You know in the 80s In the 70s and the 80s Like Luton was Place to be Nice place man And it's It's come down man It's come down I haven't been
0: there I've been to the airport there once Yeah yeah. Um, yeah no America's funny like that like, no it is interesting that's why like you know every day I wake up and I'm like I know nothing in my mind <laughs> I'm like I've got to learn I've got to keep mm. learning I love mm. learning that's why I did the podcast because you know meeting people from different backgrounds different industries and yeah. learning about what what they did how they became successful it's super interesting to me so going to El Salvador I'm just going for three nights okay. and I don't, don't know what's going to happen mm. hopefully I get inspired you know, I'll call you up and I'll get you a gig out there. And then we're like, I'll perform in El Salvador. <laughs> Pay me in Bitcoin. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sounds good. I'll speak to the president. Do it, man. Who is literally, I, I wrote on Twitter the other day and I said, like, young leaders of the future mm. need to watch this guy. Mm-hmm. He is, he's got it right, you know, and you know, he's, their, their debt is in, you know, they've got no debt to America now in the same way they used to have because okay. they've changed it all. Um and it's all Bitcoin related now.
1: Okay, that's dope.
0: So, you know, it's it's cool. He's a cool dude. Like, oh God, imagine having him on the podcast or your podcast. Yeah, he was it. on my
1: friend's podcast.
0: No way. Last year, yeah. No way. Yeah, he, record, he filmed it in person with him in El Salvador. Oh my God. So I was saying like,
1: reach out to him. He's not like unreachable. We,
0: okay, because we're going over. We yeah, could take out this well. stuff over. What's his name? Nayib. Yeah, Bukele. Bukele, I might have signed that wrong. Yeah. yeah dude mate this is like i've not i've always looked forward to podcasts but this one especially and um you know um thanks for everything that you say and do i'm sure everyone says the same to you every day (laughs) um but no genuinely i've like i've never made so many notes you know and like done so much research um for any podcast literally haven't and i'm not you know I'm not pretending I'm a robot, so you sleep with me. But, um, <laughs> but no, you know, it's honestly, I've really, really looked forward to this one, like, so much. So thanks for coming. No doubt, um, happy to be here. And yeah, yeah, let's stay in touch as much as we can, because um, it's going to be an interesting year. But I'm, I'm hopeful with everything that's coming out, especially with those Joe Rogan podcasts. Mm. Um, I'm, w- I'm watching that third one now with the other guy. Um, Which third one? Uh, what was it? Um... Uh, it's, it's another a guy who's talking about the corruption in Pfizer with, you know, the billion dollar stuff that they didn't put out. Shall I f- actually find M- it? Wrong? Peter McCullough? Or no, 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 it wasn't that guy. It was okay. the, um, uh, John Abramson. Okay. John okay, Abramson. I haven't, I haven't heard that, that one. one. Can you see that? Is that, is that? Is that the newest one? Yeah. yeah. Can you see it on the screen? Yes. Um, no, it was a few days ago. Um, but so far, it's incredible. I mean you know what would we do about joe rogan it's crazy right uh, he's a great dude man great really dude. nice guy as well yeah really nice he's truly genuine like
1: you know i got a lot of love for that guy i think he's a true modern day hero
0: yeah it literally is because he's literally he's just asking questions that anyone else could mm-hmm. but he's like i saw that stat on his audience and it's like literally Trushing. it's like what's the point of cnn anymore rushing like who's he's, he's and that gives me hope, yeah. you know, I'm sure it gives you hope. Oh, but yeah. I, I see stuff like that, that you share and other people share. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm kind of looking forward to this year, you know, especially starting off podcast for you, going to Costa Rica, El Salvador, might meet the president. Do it, man. What a year it might be. Do but it, anyway, man. thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah. Thanks for watching, everyone.